1: You can also email the show. The address is sporgi at christophermedia.net. If you would like to donate to Sporgi, you can click on the PayPal button at christophermedia.net. If you use Amazon.com, please click and bookmark the Amazon link at christophermedia.net. It will not cost you any extra money, and you will help to support Sporgi. If you are looking to launch your own website, please click through the HostGator banner at christophermedia.net. Christopher Media uses HostGator to host all of the shows produced by the Christopher Media Network. When you click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net and sign up for HostGator, you're helping to support Sporgy. We know that choosing the perfect gift for a man is a difficult task, but not anymore. TheBroBasket.com is here to help. We all know men are hard to shop for, but what do guys actually like? Their favorite alcohol, that's what. It could be craft beer, wine, whiskey, scotch, or tequila. TheBrobasket.com will put it in a gift basket full of their favorite gear and goodies. You can customize your own Bro Basket or choose from a variety of different Bro Baskets, like the Ultimate Import Sampler, the Jack and Coke gift set, or the Junior Executive gift basket. Boozeless, but still cool, Bro Baskets are also available. TheBrobasket.com gives you many shipping options to choose from, including rush delivery and Saturdays. 21 and over, please. State and local laws apply. Beer, wine, and liquor are not available for shipping in all states. You can help to support Christopher Media by clicking through the BroBasket.com banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Men used to be hard to shop for. TheBroBasket.com
0: Christopher Media, let's make some noise. Welcome to Sporty, the show that gives you half ass sports fans giving their half ass opinions.
1: And now, here are your hosts. Number 51, Chris.
2: I'm Rich. I'm the Iceman.
1: Hope y'all had a... uh, Pleasant, safe holiday weekend. I know we can think of somebody who didn't have a decent holiday. Oh, Eldrick. Oh, boy. Oh, Tiger.
0: Tiger.
1: Oh, boy. Oh. Another epic mugshot, by the way, just in general.
0: Homeboy is faded in that fucking that, that mugshot, man. He is half masked with his eyelids.
1: I mean, I don't think anything ever beats the what was his name? Uh fuck. The guy who was in forty eight, Nick Nolte. I don't think nothing's ever gonna be that mugshot from like No, that's
0: kinda creepy. <laughs>
1: yeah, but still
0: No, Nick Nolte looks like he put in work. Yeah, no. Like he he looked I mean, he like he seriously looked like his character from Down and Out in Beverly Hills, except <laughs> for he wasn't playing the character, so...
1: <laughs> oh, we're, real quick, before we start bagging on Tiger, uh, number 51. Oh, shit. Dick Buckus. There you go. am 38 years old. Why does that still make me giggle every time I hear that guy's name? <laughs> <laughs> like, that
2: had to. I, I have no idea, because I hear that name and I cringe. I'm like, ooh, shit. no.
1: That, <laughs> that had to, That's probably why he's a tough son of a bitch. Is what you, the- you had to have the name Buttkiss in middle school.
0: Wait, wait, you... Uh- what are you? What are you? One of the hyenas in fucking The Lion King, Ufasa. Ooh, say it again. What are you, uh-huh. you cringing
2: at his name? Jesus Christ, homeboy Wait, is. He in front of you, dude. Homeboy, you, you'll cry. He's old as fuck. Yeah, but back in the day, he'd hurt you. I
1: tell you, he was cringing during roll call until about high school. So he could play <laughs> when, when he was
2: number fifty-one, and not just Dick Buckus.
1: Tell
0: the yeah. teachers, just say, just say Dick B. Just please say Richard B. Please. Yeah, so uh, is Dick Bag here? Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Tiger. Well, this is it, huh? I mean, it's... Well, it's, another podcast has made a good point. Is, is there any sponsors left to leave him?
0: I don't know. And I'm going to say this. We'll say, I thought it was stupid when he was losing sponsors because he was out there taking advantage of the fact that he has money and he has fame, and he was gonna st- allow that money and fame, to let him stick his dick in anything that was willing. What the fuck does that have to do with him on the on the on the green? I have no idea. I guess it's just more of the hypocrisy of the American people yeah. because you know, mo- number one, re- number one, the number one thing we use the internet for is to look at people fucking, and yet. When people fuck, we want to hit them with the sin factor and punish them. That's between him and his wife. It's a personal issue. ain't got nothing to do with nothing. But we got all up in it because that's what we do. And I forgot about this, but apparently he had uh, an issue with driving on Ambien before. And it sounds like, according to his statement, that this is another situation where he's claiming that alcohol was not a factor and it was a prescription drug issue. So, I mean,
1: oh man, you could sub. You can caption his picture with God, I need it, a burrito. Well, he's <laughs> got that look on his face.
0: I mean, look, I got my. It's not, this isn't going to be a very popular fucking stance I'm going to take, but it's just how I feel. I personally don't see what. I mean, if you get a DUI, yeah, you fucked up. Especially if you're Tiger Woods. It's not like he can't afford to call an Uber. You know, you don't have a driver, or at least yeah.
1: someone you got on retainer to come get you when you get too too smashed.
0: I mean, if there's if there's one thing I've I've learned over the years is usually people with his type of money have at least hanger-ons that would be more than happy to do that because they're they're like leeches, they're sucking off of him to survive, or. He's got a friend from childhood that has been there through everything that he trusts because, well, he's known him all his life. And you're telling me he couldn't, he couldn't, hey man, look, I don't know, I I don't, I have two drinks, three drinks, whatever, but I'm on this medication and I'm feeling some kind of way, can you fucking come pick me up and take me home or wherever the fuck I gotta go? Really? I mean...
1: Or again, I'm sure he's got a smartphone, Uber, Lyft... There are yeah, many well, things you could call.
0: Yeah, now nowadays with Uber and Lyft, you really have no excuse. You can't say, oh, well, there's no cabs in my area. Okay, well, Uber and Lyft aren't, aren't cabs. I mean, and I'm pretty sure that he lives in the area. He got busted in what, Jupiter, Florida? Now, I've never been to Jupiter, but that's not exactly like poor area. So if I'm an Uber or Lyft driver, my phone's on damn near all the time because I'm sure I'm going to make good money in tips.
1: It's a suburb of a major city. There's Lyft and Uber, probably even a third or fourth ride-sharing service.
0: So I mean, yeah, it's it. it I, here, here's my thing. Why the fuck should his career be over because of a DUI? He didn't. He didn't get into an accident. He didn't kill anybody. You know, I understand that drinking and driving is a dumb fucking thing to do no one has to explain that to me but this attitude like if you get caught drinking and driving then that's just as bad as attempted murder is really fucking ridiculous I mean it just like his career's over easily what 20% of the people out here this should have no career then ever again they should just be living on the streets eating dog food out of cans because and I think it's a very conservative estimate at least 20% of the people that I know have cheated on on their significant other and drove drunk or impaired in some way or another and that includes weed and prescription pills because if we're going by the letter of the law that's impaired so uh, to me the punishment doesn't fit the crime now if you, if you want to get into his career is over because he's a fucking lying sack of shit or he just can't physically keep up with what he used to do. Well, then yeah. I mean, what he's had four back surgeries now.
1: Well, yeah, he's, he's been injured and too, it's, it's a joke. We've all made it, and it's out there in the sight, guys. But ever since stop fucking hundred waffle waitresses. I mean, you. I can make you a graph of his results. It could have been part of his routine.
0: Oh, definitely. That, that when his when his. Strange Pussy got cut off. Real yeah. he His his golf game went into the toilet. I mean... That he's was like, the op-
1: probably, it's like the... Probably win a tournament, pick out a cart, girl. All right, let's go. Well,
0: he's, he's like the opposite of boxers that say, you know, don't have sex before a fight because it'll sap your strength and all this shit. Yeah, well, apparently... He needed that strange pussy before. If <laughs> it's like I've never, I've never golfed this backed up before. What's going on? Yeah, yeah before a tournament because turn to golf with a full bag. And I gotta say, all right, like I mean, I understand that like what is it, one or two of the chicks he was banging were professionals or porn stars. But I mean, I remember reading the text that got leaked, and Homeboy was in. I mean, he like. To, to to be one of Tiger Woods' side bitch, you gotta be a trooper in the bedroom. You gotta be a fucking soldier. Well,
1: that's why when he started dating Lindsay Vaughn, I'm like, oh, really, huh? Lindsay Vaughn gets oh. down like that?
0: Yeah, that bitch gets, likes to get choked out while she's getting fucked in the ass because that's exactly what. I, I wanna smack your face, tell you to shut up while I fuck that ass that I own. That was one of his texts. And this chick was into it. I mean, so you got to be a straight freak and on top of it it's funny why does he always fucking get in relationships with these blonde-haired blue-eyed Nazi poster children yet all the people he's fucking on the side are all dark-haired dark you know brown-eyed dark-complexed fucking you know what I'm saying like the, the the antithesis of what he he wants to parade around in front of the camera i mean the, I know we're, we're, this is hopping into his mindset a little bit, but, I mean, is do you think this is some sort of, like, I like got to marry the blonde hair, blue-eyed, you know? Ray, Rich, that
2: goes back to the uh, song, A Lady in the Street but a Freak in the Bud. Yeah. Je-
0: Jedi in the Street, Sith in the Sheets. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah um, I got I, think, you. I think
1: the rub with Tiger is deceit. It's a rub. Yeah. Well, yeah, wrong, wrong choice of words. Well no, it's 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 kinda of going with what we're just talking about. He projected one image and then there was another. I mean, look example, look at John Daly. John Daly never pretended to be your poster boy for anything. John Daly was John fucking Daly. All uh-huh. right. And that was his image. And you know oh it, 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 it was almost, it's, it's kind of like the image that Snoop Dogg is also cultivated. Like, if Snoop's somewhere and he's not high, people will, like, give him pot. Like, police officers going, hey, Snoop, oh, yeah, you gotta get high. Uh, you know, the same with John Day. If, if Tiger would have made this part of his image from the get-go, like, if he'd have had just a, a gallery full of hot bitches, you know, starting at 19, and just made it his thing, you know, we'd probably be talking about how he's the best golfer forever, and he's the one double-digit majors and all that crap.
0: Oh. Derek Jeter, yeah, A Rod, Derek, Derek Jeter. we well, see. Well, A Rod fucked up because A Rod was married. See, I think that's. I, I think I think you are onto something. It's the whole. Well, first of all, let's be honest here. <sighs> if you are a famous man and you are married and you cheat, we have half of the population that's going to call you a dog and boo, hit, boo and hiss and throw fucking rotten fruit at you. So, even though most, the, I, I think it's safe to say. Less than fifty percent of the women in America are really sports fans. You know, still they get to voice their, you know, oh that pig he cheated on his wife. Okay, well that's nice. Now Jeter was never married though, and Jeter was just fucking. He was just running hoes out of that fu- out of his his fucking place in in New York. He, I mean, he
1: even got out in the zeitgeist that Jeter had a prescription for Valtrex. Didn't stop him.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what is what is it? Uh, uh, he ran into that bitch that Snoop was singing about, learning her man, burning her man, you know, and all yeah. that shit. Yeah, and and homeboy when he was he was like, Ugh, "Here's a gift basket. Have a nice one." Yeah,
1: but wait, but before we do it, we're gonna watch highlights. <laughs>
0: if that all shit mean. is if that shit is true,
1: just wow. If if he still got to fuck him after doing, cause how many? Like, for real, if he was just a a, a fucking AAA ball player, how many women women would have just left? Like, hey, you're lame. I'm out of here.
0: Quite a few. I mean, don't get me wrong. Look, look, you know, Derek Jeter is not the hunchback of Notre Dame. I mean, he's a good-looking guy. He was going to, if he had any confidence and any personality, he was going to get pussy whether he was famous or not. But the fact that he was the shortstop and captain of the New York Mets, And led them back to to to, yes, thank you, Yankees, and led them back to multiple World Series wins after the drought of the you know the eighties and half the nineties. I mean, his team photo speaks for itself. I mean, like just just the Hollywood ass that he's got. Like the worst one on that list is Mariah Carey.
1: Yeah, and and she
0: was in her prime and she was in her prime still and she's still the worst one on the list and by the way worst just means not because she wasn't hot because he had to put up with that crazy bitch for at least a couple minutes while he huffed and puffed on top of her that's why I say the worst if she had a great personality she'd be a fucking unicorn but she's a crazy bitch so that's why she's the worst in my mind but I mean think of I mean that's insanity, man. Yeah. That is a streak. That is like that puts George Clooney. That puts like oh, Wilt, Wilt Chamberlain. Okay, well, hey, what I I slept with five thousand women or whatever the fuck. Yeah, but that dude, was
1: I, Derek Jeter's. That's halfway through his his career.
0: Yeah, and have it. Are we talking quantity or quality here?
1: Yeah, I know, right?
0: I mean, I'm sorry. I would rather eat one really good steak than a bunch of shitty ones than a bunch of shitty steaks every day for a month I'd rather have once a month just one really good fucking like piece of Kobe beef than a bunch of dollar store steaks every day and yes they do sell steak at the dollar store I had a friend who used to buy it I was like I am. You are braver than me, sir, because that is not beef. I can guarantee you.
1: You got bacon wrap fillet at all these. That's it's like a four ounce fillet. But still.
0: dude, if you are buying a dollar steak at the dollar store, that's not beef. That's all I am saying.
1: Oh, no, you'll see it at Family Dollar all the time. They'll have the advertise, hey steak. Yeah, it's not steak. But hey, Tiger, you are talking about lots of bitches. Derek Jeter, Tiger.
0: Yeah, Tiger was married, so that kind of, that's, that's the, I think, I think the major factor here is that he was married and the amount of cheating he was doing. And, I mean, let's be honest, it, it was, most guys go would go, whatever, that's got nothing to do with me, but. You know,
1: hey, when your image is the free swing and batch people, Clooney, look at George Clooney until like five years ago. That was part of his deal. Is you know I fuck a hundred bitches a week, beautiful. I mean that's Tiger should have made a part of his thing, but instead he chose to be. And we could get into whole things involving race here, and maybe he had to do it, but he chose to prove the whole. You know he had to project the whole family man image and all that. So I mean that's.
2: I'm gonna go with that. Tiger's just the biggest star yet to be caught with that. Oh
1: no! I think there's people far bigger who got who've been caught in shit like that, man. Oh. As far as in sports, or are we talking in general? In sports. In sports, um,
0: uh, probably the biggest is Magic Johnson.
1: Yeah, that's first. That's
0: you say Magic's
2: bigger than Tiger. Yeah. Tiger set precedence in golf. Golf. Magic won. Magic won a couple of finals.
0: Golf. <laughs> I'm gonna say yeah. that one more it's
1: time. It's and golf.
0: <laughs> right. Versus versus a sport <laughs> versus a sport and being part of the dream team that brought basketball to the world in ninety two and made it a worldwide sport. To the point where we nobody really have, cared about Rich. We're talking
2: race right now,
0: seriously. We're not talking race. What I'm talking about is the fact that look, in his sport, he is the Jordan of his sport. All right. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say if Jordan kept it fucking 100 with his fucking wife and never never fucked another bitch behind his wife's back, more power to him. He's a better man than most. But even Jordan had hit cracks in his armor his whole gambling situation.
1: Yeah, take him to a casino. Just watch him.
0: All right, but Michael Jordan, M- not Michael Jordan, but Magic Johnson announcing that he had attained the HIV virus and his wife and his brat are HIV free. Hmm, that kind of narrows it down. He didn't, it's not crabs, he didn't catch it from a toilet seat. Okay? He had to be fucking somebody. And he had to be fucking somebody hard and raw. Believe it or not, it's not easy for men to get AIDS from another woman.
1: I say Thomas. That's Sorry.
0: I'm just saying that was that was buried in the fact that he had AIDS. Or excuse me, that he had HIV, that he has HIV. The whole he cheated thing. It was just kind of glossed over.
1: Big Magic Johnson.
0: Tiger was cheating with what was it? Like 10 12 women?
1: Tiger he did what Chris Rock talks about with Bill Clinton. Tiger's fucking who's close to him. Hey, waffle waitress, come here. You know,
0: yeah, there was Waffle which but there was also that 9-11 window that Rachel, you could tell, mm-hmm. that one, the porn star, I can't remember her name, but, I mean, it, I, he, it wasn't just like, oh, hey, it's the coat check, girl, let's go fuck in the, in the, in the you know, the closet somewhere.
1: It could have, I'm just saying.
0: I mean, it was that. We only found out, out about a drop that. in
1: the bucket. Imagine what we didn't find out about. <laughs> Imagine how many cart girls he probably deflowered.
0: Still, I think it's, I just, I, to me it's stupid. It's, it's his personal life, his personal business. What the fuck does that, what the fuck does that have to do with what he has accomplished in his sport?
1: Because we don't like being lied to, apparently. That's why. When, when you I come think. into the public eye and you make that
2: big of a splash, as Tiger did, you become an icon, an idol, somebody that people are supposed to look up to. You have a certain image you have to project. When that image gets tarnished, e- either by cheating on your wife, uh, having sex with multiple partners, uh, taking drugs and getting caught, you know, in a DUI situation, th- that gets tarnished, and people no longer look at you as a Michael Jordan. You
0: know what's amazing? They start amazing? looking
2: at you as a Mike Tyson,
1: <laughs> Montel Jordan.
0: You know what's amazing is that if you go and talk to golf fans. Outside of America, I remember this. I remember interviews with just people on the street in in other countries, and they're like, it's his personal business. What the fuck does that got to do with anything? It's America's puritanical views that is the problem here. I mean, he's got a problem. You don't get married and then start fucking everything that's moving or keep fucking everything that's moving after you're married, whatever the case may be. That just makes you a scumbag on a personal level, All Right. But, once again, what the fuck does it have to do with him playing golf? Nothing.
1: Well, apparently a lot. <laughs> Look at his game.
0: Yeah, but you know what, dude? I got to wonder how much, how much of his game has suffered because of the nonsense being dragged through the fucking public and it being tabloid fodder. And here's, here's, the, here's where, if I'm Tiger Woods, here's where I'd have snapped. And they just saw my ghetto side come out, because I'd have come out and been like, yep, I fucked all them bitches in the ass, I choked all them bitches out, and they sucked my dick. And if you got a problem with it, you can suck my dick, too, and the fucking press conference. I'd have walked the fuck off. Because the
1: representative for all- Nike lights the contract on fire during the it, press conference.
0: It was going to happen anyways, because all these outraged fucking housewives who, you know, it's okay for them to fuck the bagger at the fucking grocery store in the tight jeans who's 17, and and get and, and get wet and gush about fucking, you know, underage boys watching fucking Twilight movies and shit, that's fine. And for them to read their fucking their shitty ass BDSM porn and fucking fifty shades of gray or whatever the fuck it is, decided that they were gonna fucking just rain down their righteous indignation on Tiger. And it's like, you know what? Bitch, you can shut the fuck up. Alright? let's what about your sexual history and see how that stacks up. How about the time that you fucked the entire football team's O line? That you got airtighted and turned into a cum dragon in the fucking locker room of some fucking butt fuck America in middle of nowhere fucking high school. All right? Oh, but you don't want to talk about that, huh? Looking at your
1: husband like is this who you is this do you like this guy? Is he an influence on you? Yeah.
0: Yeah, bitch. The, the 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 deciding factor in me going out and cheating on you is what did Tiger Woods do with his wife? I know, right? Yeah, fucking break. That's if I was with a bitch dumb enough to say that, I'd go look here, you stupid cunt. If I had his fucking money, I wouldn't even be with your fucking Man sorry is. ass. Man is a god. Yeah. And if and if I nuts. and if I did dump your fucking you dimpled ass and gamble? decided later that a a I wanted god. you back, I'd find a bitch who looks somewhat like you. Pay a plastic surgeon to make her look just like you and tell her to go sit in the corner until I'm ready for her. Like, like don't, 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 see, this is a, this is a bullshit. And I'm, t- and it, this is a dishonest, we're, we're, we're completely liars when it comes to looking in the mirror as a society. Bullshit that we need to stop. And this is, this is driven by women. I'm sorry. It just is. All right. Cause you've never seen, I'm a sex addict. I need to go to. I need to go to rehab for having sex. No. Yeah. What was? You're the, a. You're a typical guy with money who's now has pussy available to him. That, well, you never would have if you weren't famous and rich.
1: Hey, what I'll just ask. What was the general reaction of you and your friends? Most of my friends were like, "Hell yeah." He he just got caught. That's what he's pissed about. I mean, that was pretty much the reaction. To the people I hang out with, it was like Tiger's just pissed he got caught and he's got to stop fucking a hundred waffle waitresses.
0: Exactly, and and on top of that, how how many fucking when you get to when you get to the level that he's at, and you get to the level of fame that he's at, the everyday normal rules stop applying for the most part. And if you think I'm bullshitting, look at. All famous people, not just not just men, not just men in sports. All famous people.
1: I'll say it. I've never had that kind of treatment at Waffle House or Perkins. So he's definitely playing a different game than the rest of us. How many
0: times was How many times was was uh uh oh shit? Elizabeth Taylor married like eight or nine. You're gonna tell me that a bitch who is a serial monogamist like that never overlapped relationships, which is a polite way of saying cheated on somebody. Madonna? How much dick did she run through? In the late 80s, early 90s alone.
1: Supposedly Elizabeth Taylor's hip had to be replaced because she liked doggy Child. That's the rumor.
0: Yeah, Yeah, she got her back blown out from fucking dudes hitting it from behind. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And it's not just, it's what I'm saying. It's not just fucking men that do this shit. There's plenty of women who are married and they're, eh, in the fame department, in their eh, in the money department as far as Hollywood goes. And the minute the fame and the money come, they dump their fucking, their, their, their husband who been with him through thick and thin and get themselves a fucking Hollywood boy toy. But we're, we're not allowed to criticize that because this way. is the this is yeah. the fairer sex. Get the fuck out of my face with that shit. You're all hoes. I mean, it's, a, so it's, just a, it's the bottom line. Tiger's a hoe. Derek Jeter's a hoe. Just as much as Madonna's a hoe, they're they hoes. They like to fuck, and they fuck anything that moves that that strikes their fancy that'll sit still long enough for them to do it. I mean, but if you're a hoe, be a hoe. Don't try to don't try to fa- don't try to fake what you are. Don't try to act like you're not, you're something you're not. To me, that's the West's biggest sin on everything. He should have never got fucking married.
1: Hey, should just got up there. Hey, I like pussy. What can I say?
0: We done here, Nike. I mean, he has—he's what worth? What half a billion dollars? Something like that? Something ridiculous? Didn't? What's her face get like seven million or seven hundred million in a divorce?
1: Something like if that.
0: If that's half his worth, think about that. I know, right? Right? He didn't need Nike at this point. He don't need millions. No things that
2: point. go swoosh and swash, what?
0: Yeah. He could start his own fucking brand. And because and and say fuck it, and big succeed, baller,
1: unlike the baller. yeah. Ball. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: yeah it's quite literally a big baller, so
0: it's just to to me, it's stupid. It's I understand it's it's nice to be in the headlines, and it was a shit time for him to get a DUI because there was absolutely nothing else going on in the news. I
1: know. Even even Donald Trump was quiet yesterday.
0: Exactly.
2: But he did, he did, Tiger released a statement just now that says he does want the public to understand alcohol was not involved, and it was a reaction to a prescription medication. He will take steps to make sure it never happens again.
1: Blah, blah, blah. Spin, spin, spin. <laughs> hey, he knows the internet's out there, right? If the if uh, report is released with the blood alcohol level, we will find it. Can, well, he it a uh, 0.0. 0.0? 0. 0. 0.
0: Well, that's funny. I heard he refused the test. So somebody's somebody's reporting some stories that are bullshit. Because one of the it can't be both ways. If he was arrested for refusing a breathalyzer, which is standard operating procedure these days, as far as I know, um, then he wouldn't have blown. That means they had taken him to the station, waited till he fucking then they had to have a blood tech come down, take blood. And get his out and, and uh, get his tox screen through that, because that's that that's that's your option. You can either take the field sobriety test and or blow into this breathalyzer, or we can put you under arrest, take you to the station, have someone come in, they do blood work on you, and they run a tox screen. And ironically. Well, not ironically, actually, because defense lawyers' job is to get you off no matter what. But I've been told by defense lawyers that I've known outside, like, just in day-to-day life, when, when the subject of DUIs and shit come up, that they say if you think that you are barely going to blow drunk, refuse the breathalyzer. Let, let them take you in. Yeah. Because you're going to have to sit there at station until the blood tech shows up. And, by, and if you are on the verge or just on the edge, by the time they show up, there's a very good chance that you will not be legally drunk by the time they show up and run a tox screen on you.
1: Yeah, but I watched a lot in order, a lot, a lot of Law and Order this past weekend. That's that it is a uh, strategy that happens. Correct. You meet me. They say sit, sit in a cell. It'll save you a lot of fucking uh, money and uh, time.
0: Well, considering that he was he was taken into custody at what two or three o'clock in the morning and then released at ten o'clock, he couldn't have been like Bob Probert drunk. He wasn't, you know. Yeah. He couldn't have been Miguel Cabrera drunk. <laughs> there's, there's well, no the
2: way. He say he wasn't drunk at all. It was just prescription Re- meds. Reese Witherspoon
1: drunk.
0: So okay. Oh, so what is the difference? Well, he's not driving under the influence, or uh, what is it? There used to be. I don't even know if there's separate designations for him. One was you were you were the you ones you're drunk. Ones you're high on on, on a substance.
2: Driving while intoxicated. And Driving Under the Influence.
0: Okay. D-W-I-D-U-I. So, I mean... Oh, boy. Oh, boy.
1: This is stories from 20 hours ago. This might happen during the show. Tiger Woods dash cam video to be released. That's from the Daily Mail 20 hours ago. So we got we got that to look forward to.
0: See, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say, because I was listening, I believe, to the same podcast you were, that was talking about his situation. Uh, I think the biggest sin, if he, even if it comes out that he was like legally drunk, but just barely, yeah, there's going to be people who are going to go, I'll never forgive him. You know, the mad people and people who've lost people a drunk driver, and come out the woodwork and fucking call for his head and everything else. But if I think his biggest sin is if he treats, the, if he's an asshole who pulls the "Don't you know who I am?" card with the cops, mm-hmm. and he's and he treats them like that. That's going to be his big, once again, that's going to be a bigger fucking problem than the fact that he's driving around whacked out of his fucking skull on Ambien or drunk, whatever the fucking case turns out to be. So,
2: Well, as I'm watching it right now, Tiger Blue was 0.00, was so, charged with DUI, driving under the influence of, of medication.
0: Which, to me, just stinks of gray area, because if it's prescription... And he has a prescription for it.
1: Why are you taking th- it and driving? Isn't that, well, isn't that something that you should take uh, before you go to bed?
0: All I'm saying is a good uh, he can afford a good lawyer, and a good lawyer is going to be able to argue that Well, what it was is it hit him in a way that he didn't know it was going to affect him, blah, 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 blah.
2: Has just, taken it before, has never had this reaction.
0: Exactly. It's just, it, Guys, same thing happened with Eminem. Remember he got—he was driving around on Ambien and shit, and he got pulled over. And no,
1: but I mean, you don't remember this story? No, that's
0: why he ended up in—that's why he ended up in rehab, dude.
1: No, I, I mean, because all the other shit kind of dwarf that. Maybe I say then First thing I think about him is pistol whipping somebody at fucking what? What is it now? Uh, Bart nine and Hoover. Oh, they used to be Motor. Him. Yeah. What's it now? The Ritz.
0: No it's not the rich i I, I but yeah I know
3: yeah,
0: yeah. well I mean it, look do I have any sympathy for the guy not a whole lot he's all everything everything he's gone through since what two thousand nine Thanksgiving two thousand and nine when all this shit started he's put himself in his position and he's in my mind made it worse by not coming out and saying one of a few things. One, this is none of your business. This is a, situ- this is a situation between my wife and me. And if sponsors want to drop me for this, so be it. I got I got enough fuck you money to walk around telling everybody. When I wrote the fucking guest list for the conversation about my infidelity between me and my wife, the press wasn't here. So y'all can fuck off. Because I got that kind of money. But I mean, still, he put himself in that position. And just like this latest situation, he put himself in that position. I'm not defending him driving on ambient or prescription pills, because, like we said, you got money, you got a smartphone, I guarantee he's probably got three or four phones now that he's learned his lesson. he's got one for his bitches, one for his his wife, and one for his business if he's smart, and it's just situation your own creating your creation, so deal with it, but ultimately why do we need why do we need people to be like to to flog themselves in public? for our fucking like, that's self-righteous satisfaction. that's what we do
1: now. Everyone has to lose a job. Everyone has to lose money. Everyone has to lose their livelihood because that's what happens now.
0: And it goes back to what I'm saying. There's puritanical views that are completely unrealistic that none of us live up to. This is a standard that none of us live up to, yet somehow we demand that people who are on TV live up to a higher standard than we hold ourselves to.
1: Hey, you want some details? I, don't, oh, I just came across my phone. It's from Fox News. I'll read the facts part of it. All right. <laughs> uh, Woods had extremely slow, slurred, and mumbled speech and was sluggish, sleepy, and unable to walk alone at the scene, according to the report. He told officer that he took several prescriptions. The breathalyzer and urine test showed no alcohol was in his system. There you go, Ice Man. Uh, But Woods had trouble walking in a straight line during the field sobriety test, the report stated. During the walk and turn test, Woods, quote, could not maintain a starting position and missed heel to toe each time. Ouch. Well,
2: Well, you know, he didn't have any alcohol in his system, but some may argue that being high on prescription medicine is worse than
1: than fucking alcohol uh, attacks. Yeah? You ever taken a couple thousand milligram Vicodin? (laughs) Uh, no. one. Yeah, well, I got back issues. It happens from time to time. Dude, you you are a fucking... Piles of milligrams, stop it. You are a pile of pudding.
0: That's not that big of a deal, dude. 750 vikes are considered pussy. I mean, dude, shit's there to kill pain. You're not there to play around with the shit. It's not fucking... It's not like you're taking 800 milligrams of fucking ibuprofen. I mean, this is a... It's a reason it's a controlled narcotic.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's... I mean, there's there's some... uh, Prescription shit out there that you don't want to fuck around with Like it will just make you fucking I mean like I said a pile of pudding You're just like you know people and, uh, people on weed are a lot more alert than you
0: and on top of that as someone who's Family I come from a long line of truck drivers. I've been on the road with them. I've been around truck drivers all my life I've seen people who are just tired Who would probably blow? The field sobriety test worse than people who've been drinking all day. And then if you add to that a medication, it makes you fucking groggy. And it makes you, you know, whatever the fuck the the, the the label warnings say, you know, do not operate heavy machinery or, you know, they cause drowsiness or dizziness or whatever the fuck. You add that, if you're tired and you add that to it, yeah, you could fucking you, you you could you could be a danger to someone on the fucking street real easy i mean i'm not debating that but the fact to me the fact now that they're reporting that he had no alcohol in his system and this is prescription drugs okay what do you do with a guy who's had four back surgeries? Didn't he just have a surgery where they fused part of his spine?
1: Oh, that's true. I didn't think about that. Yeah, so there's probably more than just Ambien flown around in his system now. Just because, yeah, yeah, they don't exactly give you uh, off a of back surgery. It doesn't like, hey, this might be There you go.
0: Exactly, that's what I'm saying. It's your back,
1: I mean, if someone, your lower back, if your lower back is fucked up, good luck walking. If your upper back is fucked up, good luck with your arms. <laughs> you know, like, it's, it's kind of integral to the whole operation of the human body.
0: Believe me, someone with lower back problems, I, mm-hmm. I understand. Yeah, My the, the next step for me to avoid surgery, steroid injections directly into my spine. So... I'm yay. Dr. You know. Singh <laughs> Get away from me, bitch. I'm impotent. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, getting back to, to the to the to the gist of the thing is that this is the saddest part about Tiger Woods, is that seven years ago the man was still considered the best in the world. Was on top of the fucking world. And everything that's happened. Even if I think it's even if I think it's bullshit that that, that okay. society has said, well fuck him, he shouldn't have a career, he shouldn't be allowed to make any more money, not that he needs to, but the fact that they've dictated or they've decided that he shouldn't be able to make more money because of what his he did with his dick, he brought it all on himself guys. No one forced him to fuck these women. no one forced him to fucking take prescription pills. And um, maybe some painkillers and mix them together.
1: you're bringing up a dirty topic nowadays. Accountability? Get the fuck out. We can't do that anymore. Right? Didn't it go away like about five years ago? You can't bring that up anymore or you're being hateful in some way?
0: Yeah, well, it, 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 on, on the social justice scale, certain things, Trump, other things, uh, him cheating... Trump's him being a a, uh, a a man of mixed race heritage and basically a DUI removes any like, you know, I, apparently that's 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 apparently getting a DUI is now akin to him coming out and saying that all women should shut the fuck up, go in the kitchen, make sandwiches and be barefoot and pregnant.
1: Has apparently anyone- it's up there. So I, you know it's got to be out there. Has anyone brought up yet another powerful black man brought down by the conspiracy of the white media? Has that come out yet? Is that on Twitter yet?
0: He's, no, oh, it's I'm, I'm sure there's people saying it, but to be honest with you, this ain't bringing him down like that. It's, it, that. That's reserved for Bill Cosby, O.J. Simpson level of fuckery. That's when all of a sudden people who, you know, when – Good old Doctor Cosby used to talk about all well, these young kids walking around with the, pant- with the pants. And- and- yeah, yeah, exactly. Now all of a sudden, you, you know, now he's black.
1: A, black. He's black now. As he's,
0: hell. A, he's up shit creek. Yeah, you know, he's Malcolm X. You know, I'm, I'm actually again.
2: waiting. I'm waiting for his uh, father to be blamed for all this. Who, his pushed. Yeah, his father pushed him to be as good as he was, and I don't know too much about. Golf in and of itself, but what I'm hearing is Earl Woods, it takes a toll it takes a toll on his back Because you got to keep your back straight and all your power right. f- to be able to hit that ba- that ball that far Comes with the price of torque on your back
1: back shoulder now Chris sneeze.
2: Right, so you're talking Chris about fucking up your back Well, if you're gonna be the greatest golfer to date and you're gonna hit the ball that fucking far like Billy Madison and shit You know it's gonna take its toll, and that's why he has all these back problems.
1: Well, any athlete, I mean, your body breaks down, right? I mean, it would look, baseball, basketball, hockey, football. I mean, there's the, a reason you don't see people doing this shit into their forties,
0: fifties. The, the the amount of people I know, the older I get, just everyday normal people, and these are not people that that lived hard lives. They're not hard partiers and fucking hard chargers. These are just people who just live just everyday normal lives. They're in decent to good health the number of people i know like that who have back problems is starting to get higher and higher the older i get it's just it seems to me it's it's one of those areas of the body that's going to give out on you if you are unlucky and tiger woods on top of what you just said earl on top of the fact that he's now into his 40s His entire career is based on how fucking hard he can drive the ball and all that shit And like you said the wear and tear on his body from doing that
1: there's a reason they only have them senior matches like A few times a year, you know, I didn't like the right, but he's he's only 41
2: So all of these back issues, but wait a second. So all these back issues most of the other pro golfers don't have because they didn't start when his, when Tiger's dad started.
1: Cuban sure. it. human bodies are different, man. I mean, he could have, it just, it's 41 is old in any sport, man. Even, even golf. Not in golf. No, it isn't. Yeah. <laughs> to be, to be competitive, yeah, it is. Because at some point, you're not good enough to keep up with the scores that the young bucks are, are uh, putting up and you're not going to make the main tour. You know, you're going to start not making really, like, boss. the senior tour.
2: You're not gonna be driving as far. But
1: the masters.
2: But how you, many how many got... grey
1: hairs are in the masters, man? Not many. Oh, a ton, bro. No. Yeah, a ton. There's many there are much many more young guys in that field, sir. I'm just saying and forty one is old in any sport, even golf.
0: I just look at it this way. I, I, I to take to take athletes out of the equation, just look at fucking the amount of everyday people who have back problems who are in their forties. It's not an uncommon thing. It's like people taking blood pressure medication in their 40s these days. Earl was, what is it, a couple years ago, someone posted uh, out of our group of friends on social media something about their blood pressure medication. And, like, within two days, I would say at least 40% of our friends who we grew up with were posting in that thread about their own blood pressure medication. And I was just like, holy shit, guys. We are fucking old. Yeah. Like, because most of us at that point were still in our late 30s. You know, I mean, it's, it just comes with the territory. I mean, Jesus Christ, it, it it happens. And on top of that, he's an athlete who's putting his body under more fucking stress than most of us ever did, ever will, for a longer period of time. So, I mean, yeah, dude, four back surgeries and you're 41 That's quite extreme. If he was not an athlete, people would be like, God damn, is that dude on total disability then? What's wrong with Eldrick? Yeah. I mean, still, look, bottom line, he got busted. Obviously, the story has changed since when he got busted because when he got busted originally, every headline I read was that he was drunk and alcohol was a factor. Now, even the police are coming out saying that's not true. I guarantee you this is going to be one of those things. There's probably going to be a couple lawyers meeting in judges' chambers. They're going to strike a deal. They're going to come out, do the whatever in the courtroom for the cameras so everybody's got the story. He's going to release another statement, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. I might even go to another trip to rehab. And then it's going to be the end of it. The really sad part is I pretty much think that this is the the nail in his coffin in his career not because of what he did off the feet, off the the golf course is ending his career but I just don't think that he has the stamina to keep having the career that he's had because what has he done since Thanksgiving 2009 guys he's won oh, that's what just it. I think
2: he, I think he's done because he can't hit the ball Exactly That was his bag. That was his gimmick. That was what made Tiger Woods Tiger Woods, is that he could get to the green and less shots than everybody else that stepped up. He can't do that no more.
0: I mean, it's kind of like if you are a power hitter, if you go into baseball and you're a power hitter. You strike out because you're a free swinger, but whenever you make contact, you're sending it into the fucking stands. That's nice. But if that's your only fucking claim the fame, and you lose the ability to hit it into the stands on a consistent basis, guess what? You're looking at the end of the that light at the end of the tunnel is the end of your career, and it's coming up fast. And your name is Albert Pujols. Yep. Some can even say Miguel Cabrera.
1: Was Tiger ever caught up in any kind of juicing scandal?
0: No. Not that I know of. But I, but I'm not going to lie yeah, and say he didn't need know, to be though. I'm not going to lie and say I know that the 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 testing procedures for the PGA or whatever. But it wouldn't shock me if they don't test for it that he didn't take some HGH to recover faster. Which is another thing. right? I mean, if he took if he took medications prescribed to him by a doctor to help him recover, I don't. Okay, I mean...
1: apparently... Whoa. We're we're way off here. Apparently it is... Uh, early as two years ago. He got suspended, and, uh, PEDs were swirling
0: around him. Well, they did him a whole lot of good, didn't they? How many fucking majors has he won since then?
1: Yeah.
0: Which goes back to the argument we've had more than a few times on this show. Yeah, you can pump yourself full of all the fucking PEDs you want. If you don't have the raw talent there, it ain't gonna help you much. And if the ability is gone because you can't physically do it, anyways, then it, basically you're just you know you're putting a new coat of paint on a fucking house that's falling apart, and you're hoping it works. Didn't work in his case.
1: How according to this, it was all retracted. I'm reading from CBS Sports dot com. Oh, number six. This isn't the first time Tiger Woods has been linked to PEDs. In 2014, Woods was linked with Alex Rodriguez's old doctor, Anthony Galea, and even paid him $200,000 over the course of two years.
0: Well, that ain't shit. I mean, I'm I'm not trying to be a smartass, but as someone who's dropped $20,000 in the last year on medical care for myself, that ain't shit.
1: Maybe just bought in bulk. (laughs) It's like, give 200 grand. Give me a year's supply.
0: I mean, all all it has to be is, all, all his insurance company has to do is say, this is an experimental treatment. We don't cover it, and he's got to come out of pocket for it. So.
1: Yeah, but with me, you started talking about he was hanging out with a Rod's doctor. To me, a little, tiny bit of smoke. Worth looking. I mean, who knows? I guess I'm being part of the problem right now.
0: But well, look here's all this all this shit we're talking is you know it's interesting, it's nice, it's 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 sexy, it's what's in the headlines. Bottom line is his career's been over for fucking seven years, guys. Yeah. His, he couldn't keep doing what he did when he was a teenager to make him the Tiger Woods that we all come to, to fucking know. All right? His body broke down on him. It happens. He's just not lucky. He didn't win the genetic lottery to where he, he's going to be able to do this into his 60s with d- damn near as well as he was doing it when he was 26. Right? It happens to all of us. Time is the great equalizer. No one lives forever.
1: I'd like to nominate Tiger Woods as the first uh, eligible person for a robot body singularity is supposedly can happen in 2029. <laughs> can we get Tiger to make it another what? 12 years? Get him a robot body? And he's unstoppable. Honestly, if
0: there was going to be any athlete that was going to make it to that age and get a robot body, I'd have wanted to see Gordie Howe get it. Just so we can put him back on the ice and he can get out there and teach these fucking little pieces of shit. Pussies out there who cry about I got fucking checked. He can go, okay, let me take you in the corner and show you what really what what we really used to do back when we had chicken wire instead of glass around the boards?
1: Do we know if he uh, froze his head like Ted Williams?
0: No, as far as I know, he's <sighs> dude. After two strokes and stem cells and everything, and he came back as strong as he did. Like uh, I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure you know his family was like, "Grandpa Gordy, we love you," but. Like, really? Come At on. this point? It's to come on, man. <laughs> for his family.
1: All right, so uh, we beat on Tiger Woods for a good 45 minutes. Uh, let's move on to uh, the NBA Finals are set. Gee, shocker. It's Golden State and Cleveland. Anyone else surprised?
0: Uh, are we Cricket. supposed to
1: be? Cricket.
0: Yeah, as we say, are we I supposed know, to right? be surprised?
1: No, that's what I'm saying. Like It's... I'll quote Bill Burr again. It's just two meteors heading for a collision course. That's pretty much what the NBA playoffs were. I just have
2: a question, and it's not uh, because I'm anti LeBron, which I am, but <laughs> when did he become the greatest player in the NBA? He isn't. That is, oh, yes, he is. According to everybody who? on the social media, everybody on TV, Four Network? he is the greatest player in the NBA.
1: In the NBA? Yep. I'd argue Steph Curry or Kevin Durant over him.
2: Uh, I can argue a lot of people. The man is what three and what three and six? No, he went to the sevens It's the final seven times, I think. Last seven times, and he's three and four.
1: It's yeah. It's I don't know. It's is, is he the see the example of good press. I mean, it's. I don't think he's the best player in the league right now. I think he used to be the best player in the league. But yeah. you got a guy like Durant. You got Steph Curry. And those, end of argument. Those are, my, <laughs> those are my two arguments against people who say he's playing the Thompson. game right now.
0: You know, I got to say this. I've been thinking about this. I think most of the people who are like our co host here, Earl, who hate on fucking on LeBron, It's nothing the man's done. It's the fact that he's been compared to Michael Jordan so much. And in a whole generation of people's minds, Michael Jordan is the end-all, be-all, the alpha and omega when it comes to basketball. And it's almost a, how dare you compare this man to Michael Jordan? If they never compared him to Michael Jordan like they do, I don't think he'd get half the hate he does. He would get hate. Or love. He would get hate. No, it would, dude. If Michael Jordan was never brought up in the same breath as him, it wouldn't even be a fucking conversation about the fact that he dominated the NBA and was the best player in the NBA for quite a few years. But the problem—it's not was, the comparison. It's not the comparison. Okay, well, any, yeah, no, that's, that's, dude, no matter what I was going to say, you were going to say it's not that. So bore me with your bullshit. Go ahead. It's not ahead. bullshit.
2: It. Any rational person. Rational, I put that word first because it has to be rational. Cannot compare Michael Jordan to LeBron James. Rational person, okay? But it's not that. It's this guy, like, he wants to be King James and shit, but he doesn't have the talent to be called King James. He wasn't relevant until he left Cleveland and went to Miami and got surrounded by all-star talents that it won a championship without him, that he became relevant, and then he said, "Aha, Watson, I have, I have the solution. I have to surround myself with high, you know, people, talent in order to win this, this finals." And then he went back to Cleveland and did just that.
0: And Michael Jordan didn't win shit until he had Phil Jackson and fucking uh, Scottie Pippen. M- Michael Jordan didn't win shit until he had Phil Jackson. Okay, Michael, J- Michael Jordan didn't have shit until he had Phil Jackson, Scottie Pippen, and the NBA changed the fucking rules to protect his ass.
2: Okay, you could say that the rules have changed to protect him, but they didn't. They did! Okay.
0: You're telling me, you're telling me, you're telling me that the Pistons of the late 80s, who treated Michael Jordan like a rag doll, continued to do so into the 90s.
2: I'm telling you, the without rules
0: without the NBA without
2: changed, the calls they keep a little tighter, But they weren't just on Michael Jordan, they were on everybody. They were tired of elbows flying and fists flying and scrums on the floor.
0: Dude, okay, we're going to get into this later, but you have a a GM in hockey calling for NBA-style star player rules, where there is a set of rules for your average player and a set of rules for the star players that protect them. And he even references the NBA protects their star players with a special set of rules. Really? You can't say that's an across-the-board fucking rule. Darko Milovich, if he's getting treated like Michael Jordan circa 1988, 89, wasn't getting the calls that Michael Jordan was getting if he was treated that way. Period. You can't fucking say that, dude. If you do, you're being dishonest. No, I get your point. I do. But
2: without the refs, okay, without your ref rets of the refs, Michael Jordan stayed in, in Chicago his entire career until the very end, but his entire career, won six championships with the Bulls. Every other position was interchanged on that team, and he still won. The two years out of the 90s that, he, that the Chicago Bulls didn't win was because that he took a sabbatical and went and tried baseball.
1: Uh well he's made to take a sabbatical.
2: So you can't sit there and tell me it's because of Scottie Pippen, it's because of Phil Jackson, it's because of rules. It was because of Mike. Two I mean, why years wasn't out of the why 90s, wasn't that... they didn't win.
0: Why wasn't that team winning as soon as he was drafted then? Why weren't they winning championships as soon as he was drafted? Yeah. Why do they need a fucking why do they need the the Zen coach to come in and fucking and teach him how to win? Okay. Well, Same way with LeBron. No
2: there is no doubt well, take 10 it, years is the to win. it was there was no doubt that it was the combination of Phil Jackson and Michael Jordan that made the Bulls who they were.
0: No doubt. Look, the difference between you and I when it comes to the players we hate is that you run LeBron's talent down and question it constantly. When it comes to Crosby, I've never once said the man couldn't play hockey. I said he's a bitch out on the ice. If he had came into the league and been a Gordie Howe type who gave, or who who, who gave just as good as he as he took it and kept his mouth shut and wasn't crying to the officials all the time, I would have no problem with, with Sidney Crosby. The only problem I'd have with him is he's not on my fucking team. That would be the man. I'd be and he'd be I've a Chris Chelios type player. Like, I've never oh, said Brock James he was on my team. can't play.
2: LeBron James can ball. There's no doubt about it. The problem is, is he isn't Michael Jordan. He's Scotty fucking Pippen. He can't do it by himself. I don't the care problem, what team he's on.
0: The problem with the seven billion people besides one person on this planet is they're not Michael Jordan. It's, this is this is what I'm saying. They constantly compare these two, and you can't. You can do it on. It's it's a barstool argument. It's what two people at the bar who are drinking argue about while watching Sports Center. Who would have beat who in a one-on-one in their prime? We'll never fucking know. On top of it, the game's completely fucking changed in the twenty-five years since Michael Jordan started his reign. Gatorade. Is it in you? The game changed between when Michael Jordan won his first championship and when Michael Jordan won his last championship. I mean, that is just the nature of the beast. They used to build when 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 he was winning with the Bulls, the archetype to win was get two guys who are fucking surefire first ballot lock hall of famers and a good coach and in the 2000s that went to thank you and you can and you can thank the Boston Celtics for this get three Hall of Fame players put them on the same team and you got a better chance of winning it shifted from two and a coach the three guys on the fucking court who are, it, it, I mean, Kevin Garnett, he's going to the Hall of Fame. Paul Pierce, going to the Hall of Fame. Ray Allen, I think, is the questionable one out of those guys. I think
2: he's Not going. even close to questionable.
0: He's going. Yeah, He won yeah, championship
2: for two different teams. He's yeah. going.
0: I know, I know a lot of people who say he doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. So, I mean, that's, that's well, the only reason I'm saying it's questionable because these are people who, are in the, the sports world who are like, eh, he was always the, the weak link out of those three. That's a, and here's what I say if that's the case, that's, a, that's not a bad problem to have.
1: I know, right? Hey, he's got two rings, man. I mean, that's, people with two rings don't not go to the Hall of Fame in any sport.
0: Well, Darren McCarty's got four Stanley Cup rings, Joey Kosher has two, Chris Osgood has You'll three.
1: Any of those guys are going into the Hall?
0: Chris Osgood's got the best chance. Kosher, not in a million years. McCarty, not in a million years. And what will probably, if Osgood never makes the Hall of Fame, keep him out, is that everybody outside of Detroit buys into the argument that it was the defensive core in front of him that made him as good as he was, a.k.a. the players he played with made him good.
1: Still stopped a lot of goals.
0: Sound familiar? I mean, here's the thing. Why can't we just fucking appreciate players for what they're doing right now against the players who they're doing it against? Why do we got to play this what if game of well let's put him up against Michael Jordan in his prime. Well we can't. All right. Let's
2: see Rich. I my problem isn't that he's Mike he's not Michael Jordan. That's not my problem. My problem is he wants to bitch because he wants to be like Mike and he wants to be bigger than he is. He comes out in the media and does all this charades and and you know all this shit and I'm like, "Dude, you're good." Be good enough. Stop worrying about being, quote, King James. And play your fucking role, dude. How are you going to come out and call your team out and say you need help when you're going to the finals with the exact same team that you won the finals with the year before? And say you need help. What the fuck? Shut up and play your role. That is my problem with LeBron James. It's not that he can't play. It's not that he's not Mike. It's his personality off the court. You're good, kid. Now go and be good. Absolutely. Shut the fuck
0: up. Here's another thing. He's been in the league how long at this point? 14 years? Was it 2003 or 2004 he was he was drafted? Yeah,
2: he's played about 14, 15 seasons.
0: Okay. He is, by no stretch of the imagination, a young guy out there playing this game anymore. All right? He is. He has peaked, and he is on the downside of his career. And I just have a very hard time believing any other player who had peaked and was on the downside of his career who came out and said, "Yeah, I'm not the player I used to be. I need help. I need. I need people around me."
1: 2003, by the way, guys.
0: Okay. Any any other player? If if Dwayne Wade come out and said that, no one would no one would bat a fucking eye. No one would fucking say boo about it. So that's what I don't get. Why all this, Why is he held to this standard and no one else is? And you go, because he wants to be this. He's already fucking... He's already three championships, all-time scoring leader in the playoffs. He's got his records. He's got his fucking... And I hate this word because to me this is stupid that athletes are, are out here saying this shit. But whatever, It's it's... It's the culture of sports these days his legacy is already set I mean he he, the only thing he can do now is tarnish it and if you're if you're a person who hates him then you're looking for any excuse to fucking throw fucking shade at him dude and at a certain point it, it it becomes a bit it becomes why are we once again going over this same old ground the, the the carpet is worn completely through from us walking back and forth on this little stretch of fucking conversation. I mean, we get it, dude. You don't like fucking LeBron. A lot of people don't like LeBron. The same people, if he was on their fucking team, would probably shut their fucking mouth, dude. I guarantee you. I've watched Oh no, happen. If he was
2: under the Detroit Pistons, brother, uh-uh.
1: I would not. You should be on LeVar Balls one on one. I didn't er, say you,
0: did I? I didn't say you. You
1: should be on LeVar Balls team. Close that fifty two point gap. What was that what was that uh that she sent? Like he had a did he have a street squad or some shit like that?
0: Oh, uh yeah. Fucking what is it? His uh Oh god damn it. His uh AAU team. Yeah. Um, AAU
1: was it? Is he a coach? What the hell does AAU mean?
0: I think it's like...
1: Tell me, Google.
0: High, high school. between Players who are between high school and college. I think that's what that is. Adolescent, athletic, something, whatever the fuck. But, yeah, anyways, yeah, he was, I guess, coaching or whatever. And his team ran into a team from Compton and spanked his team's ass for a 52-point loss.
1: Yeah. The brothers, which, the, <laughs> the brothers in the hood the brothers on the block stomped your ass
0: by 52 which, points which i mean you know this is this is the beauty of the world we live in today he'll take a 52 point loss and he will argue it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it doesn't matter why cuz i say so cuz it doesn't matter that's that's at some point that became a reason to just Oh, he said it doesn't matter. Well, I guess it doesn't matter, everybody. Guess what? Put your recorders and your, and your, and your, and your video cameras away. We can go home. There's no story here. It doesn't matter. LeVar Bell, Bell said so. I mean, it's... It, it, oh, so what? 52-point loss. Oh, really? Because I guarantee you, if it was a 52-point win for him, he wouldn't be so humble, and it would matter a whole lot at that point.
1: Yeah.
2: I, I will flip this around for you, though, Rich. The Warriors must win this series. They're gonna. Uh, I, if they have
1: to. I I honestly think you might see a sweep Like I think they're gonna be pissed after last year. They are pissed. And they've added that's why a, Kevin directs on the Warriors. And, and they've added a huge fucking weapon. Like I think I, I I I hate to burst people in Cleveland's bubble. I mean I'm not gonna. I mean I, that's a that's a bold move. I guess for me to call for a sweep but I think they're gonna remember last year. They've added a huge weapon. You know, in the form of the best player in the game, sorry LeBron, but I mean, who knows? It, it just it, it might not go how people think it's going to go. LeBron lovers go, Cleveland fans go. We will see, though. I'm calling it Golden State. This this they have to win. I Golden State with making six,
2: with making the moves that they made, and and the statements that they've made. On the court, they've got to.
1: I say Golden State in six, but I'll put I'll, I'll put the I'll put the caveat on it: is don't be surprised if the sweep happens. I'm not calling sweep, but I'll if really Cleveland su- wins this series,
2: I have to put the mic down and say, "Okay, LeBron, you're the best player of today."
1: Not yet. Let's count let's count titles. Everyone no, 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 no.
2: Three more. If no, today of today, not of old, of today.
0: See, I don't think even if LeBron in
2: Cleveland beat the Warriors team this year, that's it.
0: I don't even think... See, I don't even believe that. Just because he he wins this year doesn't mean he's the best player in the NBA right now. His days of being the best player in the NBA are behind him. Yes. The difference is is that when he comes out and says he needs help, that's his way of saying I'm no longer the best player in the NBA, I at least go, well, at least he's fucking self-aware enough to know that he's not the, the... pardon the pun, king shit on the turd pile. But other people go, well, see, he's asking for help. Never, blah, 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 blah. Well, dude, he knows he's not the best anymore. What do you want him to do? What do you want him to do? You want him to go out to, I mean, how, how much does this man have to come out and say, I am no longer, does he have to have a press conference? Take down everything that says the king and all this shit, and I'm not going to wear 23 anymore. I'm gonna wear, you know, number 92 for whatever reason. I'm not the best player in the league. Is that going to get? Is that is that going to earn the respect to all the people who just dis- disliked the man? No, it's going to fuel their fucking fire. The point of being, and I hate this term, but apparently it's here to fucking stay because it's been around for almost 20 years now. The point of being a hater is nothing's ever good enough for you. You can't see the person you hate drawn down low enough. If he got caught with his dick inside of a two-year-old fucking child while he's blowing rails off of fucking midget hookers and letting a donkey lick his asshole all at the same time, fuck Throw him in prison, but you know what? If we hear that he he has jumped and shivved in prison, it still ain't enough. Fuck him. He, you know, we want him to get raped and shivved at the same time. Always got to drag him lower. That's the point of being a hater, dude. Nothing's ever, nothing's ever good enough. That's, that's what I don't get. All this man has done is go out there and come into the league at a, at a, at a very young age, basically fucking make his presence known. Became the best player in the NBA. All right, pulled a. Dumbass, bonehead move that anybody in his pub, anybody in his camp should have told him: Do not have a goddamn show where you sit around for an hour before you make a decision, and then come out and talk shit about not one, not two, not three, not four, and all that bullshit. Don't do it.
1: Nobody someone telling him not to do it.
0: If he had just fucking signed and went to Miami, I think a lot of the fucking hate that went his way, of course, Cleveland was going to be pissed. And fans of uh, uh, the Cavaliers are going to be pissed. But the the rest of the fucking NBA world would have probably just been like, eh, well, that's what happens these days.
2: That's what happened when Durant went to the Warriors.
1: Oh, yeah, he had a lot of hate. He still got a lot of hate in OKC. Guys,
0: guys this is not the 60s anymore, okay? Kurt Flood, once again, pardon the pun, uh, opened the floodgates on free agency back in the 70s for baseball, and it has went into every sport. It is very rare for a player to be drafted by one team and to retire and only have worn that one team's jersey for his entire career, including your boy, Michael Jordan. Well, I I would argue that, you know, Babe Ruth, but okay. Babe Ruth, who was traded from the fucking Red Sox
2: to the Yankees. Curse of the Bambino, just saying. The
0: whole whole point of the curse was the Red Sox traded him away for a, a song, literally for a fucking... For the rights to a, a Broadway play. Kobe, and that's,
1: Kobe Bryant's are rare.
0: Yes. Shaq changed teams how many times? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean...
1: What, yeah. What's his name? What's his nuts? Uh,
0: Brandon Inge. <laughs> when, when Mike You Allstot- know it's
2: fucked up, though? Other than where he started, he, every time he got traded, he brought a championship there. That's messed up.
0: Who? When Mike Allstott retired... Are you talking about the Inge? No. Sack. Oh. When Mike Allstott retired, they whipped out a stat that blew my mind because I never really thought about it. But at that point, when Mike Allstott retired, I think it was 2006, 2007, in the previous 20 years, there have been 17 guys who had had careers more than three years in the NFL who ended their career with the same team who drafted them. In 20 years, that's it. It is very rare these days for a fucking player to stay with the team that drafted him for his entire career. And to me, anyone who hates on players for using free agency the way it was built to be used is hanging on to a time period that has long passed us. It'd be, you are a fucking... Dinosaur. A dinosaur, yes. You are literally standing on the corner bitching about you can't find Betamax versions of new movies. Because
1: that ship sailed the... the, the the moment these guys stopped having to have off-season jobs in all all the, all four sports that's when that ship sailed
0: i think it was in 72 when kurt flood fucking said uh, i'm going to be a free agent it's been over 40 years it's been longer than any of us have been alive this is nothing new and we still have people bitching about players using free agency the way it was set up for them to use why why are we clinging to why are we clinging to shit that you, it's it, it, it's not even in our lifetime. We're carrying around another generation's baggage like it's our own. I don't hey, look, LeBron, he, this is why I don't like LeBron a whole lot. He's a fucking whiny bitch. But that has nothing to That's do with what his I said. Play. it has nothing to do with his play on the fucking court. I've never tried taking anything away from that man. And if you would and if we are going to be like a lot of other sports people and just look at stats and let that decide who the greatest of all time is. Then there, yes, there, I hate to break it to you, Iceman, there is an argument to be made that he's in a conversation with Michael Jordan. I'm not saying that that means he automatically is given the fucking greatest of all time spot. I'm saying there's an argument to be made on pure stats alone, he's in that fucking discussion. Bottom line, dude, it's like comparing fucking Mario Lemieux and Wayne Gretzky. Stop whining. I know a lot of people who go, Mario Lemieux is the best. If he hadn't sat out those couple of years because of cancer, what would he yes. have done? <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> what?
1: People actually say, man, if you didn't have cancer, who knows? Really? That's, your, that's, what you, that's how you think?
0: If you're a fan of the player who comes in second against someone else when you talk about the greatest of all time, yeah, that's what you do. You start grasping at any straw you can. You start playing the what-if game. You start living in alternate realities to where your, your guy... You know,
1: there people in the Gretzky camp going, it Gretzky didn't get cancer.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> what, what kind of pussy gets cancer? Yeah. What, fucking lymphoma, what the fuck is that? That's why he's a great one. He had a great immune system, too. I, I agree with... Look, I agree with you guys that Golden State better win this fucking series just for their own sake. And I don't give a shit about... Either of these teams winning. But no matter what happens, here's the fucked up part. No matter what happens, everybody's going to eat fucking, eat a big old shit sandwich. If Golden State doesn't win, they're going to be fucking, you know, you're the greatest team that, that, that didn't do it and all this shit, and there's no excuse for you. Look at all the players you have. And if the Cavs lose, it's going to be, Look at all the things they've done to make sure LeBron wins. And here he goes back again, his losing in the finals. Blah, 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 blah. There's, it, it's set up that way. And you can't just say, you know what? They ran into a better team. You can't you say see, that here's, anymore.
2: My, here's my argument with you on that, okay? If LeBron is the best player right now today because if he goes to the finals all the time and everything, even though he's 4-3, and three, and that means Jim Kelly is one is the best quarterback ever. Went to four straight Super Bowls.
1: Uh, all he did is not win. <laughs> Super Bowls. I'm just saying.
3: Uh,
0: no, Buffalo Bills he-
2: went to four straight Super Bowls. They won none, but they went to four fucking straight.
0: Yeah. I don't think anyone on this podcast has ever said LeBron James is the best ever in the, NBA, in the NBA's history. I don't think anyone on this podcast has said since it started that LeBron is the best player in the NBA currently.
1: By the way, You're
0: arguing points that nobody made, dude.
1: People in the Buffalo want to know, uh, listeners in Buffalo want to know why you're bringing up bullshit, man. <laughs> So I
2: guess the the media talking heads are calling him the best player in the NBA.
0: Okay, dude, Kevin Durant, who cares what they fucking say? Do you think they care what we say? Why is it? Why do do you ascribe so much weight to what uh, what they say? We've
1: already already covered on this show that we all think ESPN at this point is full of shit, except for a few certain people, you know, so it's. I get where you're coming from, Earl, is, you, you, Earl not like all the hype. You know, what I'm with I, him. I think, I think if you look, let's, let's talk about this in like the garage yesterday, my little memorial day get together. Um, you know, it's, I think Golden State, uh, all the talent, if, 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 you had a scale, uh, I mean, it would be weighted heavily to Golden State's side. So, yeah, I don't get, I'm with you, Earl, about, you know, I, I think they should be hyping just the matchup. You know, that's, but we'll see. In, in, and I'll agree with you. it has been a lot of hype because we were talking before we started recording. I thought this bitch had already started with all of the fucking shit that's been coming across my phone about the NBA finals. You'd fool me. Game one was fucking Sunday or yesterday. But apparently it will be on the day we post. So. No,
2: and you're right, Chris. I don't like all the
1: hype. But at the
2: same time, they're, they're pushing for an agenda. They're pushing for ratings. They want everybody yeah. to watch the finals.
1: Yeah, it's, they're capitalists first. Yes. And,
2: and they're right, though. It, at the same time, they're right. Golden State has to win this. They have to. It's okay, With good. the moves they've made, they have got to beat LeBron James. Well,
1: yeah, because adding Kevin Durant is nothing but a, it's a failure and a fucking drain on your uh, uh, salary cap. If you don't... Yeah, I, I would. I could say that adding Durant is a, is a title or bust move.
0: I think okay. we said that when he was added.
1: Yeah, that's that pre-Ice
0: Man. I mean, I don't even think... I, yeah, we were like, okay, so this is this is them basically saying, uh, if we don't win, boy, we, we got a whole lot of egg on our face. Because, I mean, dude, you don't make a move like that to not win a championship. Oh. I mean, it, it, bottom line, all there is to it.
1: Does this come back to we all agree with ESPN, at least on this point? Damn it.
0: I will say this. I saw a video clip... Of Stephen A. Smith, Iceman's favorite, basically saying, it's "Your boy," basically putting uh, uh, Golden State on notice and warning them about, you know, the finals playing LeBron in the final, and I'm just like, it to me, it seems like it's it's they're they're trying to hype up something that they don't need to hype up that bad it's it comes off it comes off as as is very calculated and fake all right everybody knows what's on the fucking line here lebron is chasing six fucking championships all right and golden state is gonna look like the biggest fucking idiots in the world if they don't win this fucking championship this year after losing it in the manner they did last year they're gonna look like they're gonna look like a team of chokers that one championship they did win is not going to fucking matter. Win, that's the problem here.
1: That, it's it's got to be. And think about it, too, after last year and how they lost that lead. That has to be their mindset. Every game is win or go home. Uh, well, they, they, cruised, they didn't lose. They have, not, they have a 0% losing record in the, in the playoffs so far. Cleveland lost that
0: one. I will, Earl, I'll give you this, man. I'll give you this. Completely bullshit amateur opinion on my on my part. I admit it. I don't have any inside knowledge of anything, so I'm, I'm pulling this directly out of my ass. If your argument was you don't think LeBron has the killer instinct to put the dagger in, in another team's heart and that he wants the ball when there's 1.1 seconds on the clock and he has to take the shot, I'd I'd, I'd, I'd agree with you on that. I'd agree with you on that. I think his career has proven he doesn't have that killer instinct. He just doesn't, all right? But I have to say this. Golden State better fucking take advantage of that fact. They didn't last year. And to me, I think they've gotten a pass pretty much for last year. I mean, it took the Yankees, what, winning another World Series after coughing it up to the Red Sox in 2004 like they did? For people to stop ragging on them about that, I mean, they haven't taken half the heat the Yankees took in two thousand four. So, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. LeBron didn't have to kill our instinct, and Golden State better fucking win.
1: I think to you, I think you have hungry KD. I mean, he's been so close so many times. I think that is also going to factor in for Golden State. You gotta, you know, most of the team has won a title but you got guys like Durant who have not you know they're hungry they were there last year they missed it you know and KD's missed it so many times I think that's going to factor in Golden State too I mean LeBron LeBron's got his you know he's been there before yeah, they're looking to repeat their defending champs, but I don't know, man. I think if you're I think if you're rooting for Cleveland, this might not go how you think it's gonna go.
2: I I honestly think Golden State needs this championship to solidify their, their past three year run. In the past three years, the, the Golden State Warriors have lost a total of thirty nine games. They are two hundred and seven and thirty nine over the past three years. Really? Damn. Yeah.
1: That is impressive.
2: Yeah, and they only got one championship to show for it, including blowing a three to one lead in Cleveland last year in the finals. Blew it, gone,
1: lost in Game Seven. They they have Their fucking percentage is eight forty one. Jesus Christ.
0: And and that's like this an is, this nine is,
1: out of ten games.
0: This is this is throwing more gas on the fucking on Iceman's fire there. But uh, who's their head coach? And what's yep. his pedigree? What's his pedigree as a player? Yeah. Who would he come up under? Yeah. Come up. So I mean, with with all the stats you just described, and this is what I'm getting at, and this is this is what I guess is getting, I'm not expressing well enough, or, or you're just to the point where you're never going to admit it, so we're, I'm just wasting my breath. Golden State didn't take the heat last season with the way their season ended that lebron would have took if he was on that fucking team and went or or if lebron had went down like golden state did and i don't know if that's because they're not expected they're not held to the same standard as lebron but i've seen a lot of people make a whole their entire career about shitting on lebron in the last 14 years he's been playing no, I'll give this to you. The reason the Golden State didn't get the shit
2: that they deserved for losing that series is because it was to LeBron, who is
1: labeled by most media outlets as the greatest player today. what is the bigger story. That's what dwarfed it. I'll give you that one. LeBron winning is a much better headline than Golden State blew it.
0: On top of that, no team likes to hear, the only reason you have a championship is because the team you were playing blew it. You ever notice in the locker room when they talk to it when they talk to the losers they'll go so what happened out there, and you'll hear, well you know we're the better team it's just you know we didn't play up to our we didn't play up to our our, our ability we didn't play up to our, you know this and that and uh, you know they got they got a couple good bounces and but that's all of a, a, a very wordy way of saying they didn't deserve it and they got lucky that's really all it is yeah so I mean it. To me, Golden State has had had a whole season of of people just fucking giving them a pass because, one, yeah, I I think you're right on this one, Earl, because it was LeBron that beat them. And, two, they, they went out and got Durant, and basically that stopped the conversation about, wow, you guys choked that up. Two, oh, shit. They're stacked. They better win this year.
1: They're like this motherfucker's gonna make me use my high voice. Exactly. Like oh yeah, well here we go. I mean it's it's title or bust for them. I think we're all in agreement with that, man. Like, too, it's gonna it it will legitimize the franchise. It'll say that uh, their one title wasn't a fluke. Because I mean, in our in, in our lifetime, until the last five years. Have the Golden State Warriors been anything but an afterthought or a joke? I mean, what? They had, what, Chris Mullen there in the 90s for a minute and were semi competitive. But I mean, in our lifetime, the the Warriors have just been always, you know, they were in that category with the Clippers, again, until recently. Like, oh, that team, huh? You know?
0: Yeah, the, the, I mean.
1: So this needs, they need this to legitimize them as, uh, just for future, as a destination for player, you know what i 'm saying like as a as a desirable place is it a as a franchise they' they 're in the midst of a culture change, and this they need to win to i guess legitimize the culture change
0: well, for all the shit that was talked about cleveland 's fucking uh, drought championship drought, i mean <clears throat> excuse me, golden State went forty years between n b a titles yep. That's a hell of a fucking drought. So I mean, yeah, they yeah they won in 2015, but still, if you look at the talent, you look at their win percentage, we should not be sitting here talking about they've won one of the last three championships, and they have to win this championship this year. We should be talking about they steamroll people the last two seasons, and they're going to steamroll LeBron again, just like I mean, I I. This this would be an interesting stat throw up there. What is their winning percentage over those 3 years versus Jordan's best winning percentage from any 3 years of his career?
2: Any well that would be the 73 and
0: 9 Bulls or 73 and 10. And you still have two more seasons. I'll let you cherry pick from his entire career. I'm not talking 3 consecutive seasons either. I'm talking pick 3 from his entire career. Give me the best winning percentage of of the teams he was on versus the last 3 consecutive seasons. For Golden State, see, I think Golden State's getting a pretty big pass, I, for considering I, their winning percentage and the the talent they have.
1: Uh, you know, speaking of passes, uh, it's related to the conversation. Uh, with Stephen A., I believe last week said, uh, kind of brought up that uh, Kevin Durant is uh, in the category of he's been given quite the pass. And he shouldn't be, as far as his career stats go. For as good as his stats are, he's been given quite the pass, and he doesn't understand why he has been. Which I can kind of agree with that. You know, you had fucking Russell Westbrook. He couldn't get it done. You know, so, I get what you're saying, Rich, about Golden State. No, I, I, I. 841 winning percentage in the last. How many years? Like, yeah, you should you should have stacks. By this point, half your hand should be full of rings. This being
2: the third year of uh, the Golden State team, I would definitely say if there was any comparison to be made, Golden State to Chicago Bulls. They don't, they lack a Michael Jordan, but at the same time, they have, they have all the pieces in place so, just like Chicago did. His
1: name's Kevin Durant. Well,
2: you could say Kevin Durant, but, I mean, even before Kevin Durant, Steph Curry... Klay Thompson,
1: Steph Curry, Larry Bird, man, McDonald, Steph Curry uh, is Larry Bird with his game. Vermont Green, Vermont Green, <laughs> wear an extra cup. Cleveland,
0: <laughs>
1: you played this game before. Hey, he hasn't he hasn't hit anyone in the nuts in a while, has he?
0: Has he hit anyone in the nuts ever since the picture of his taut dick come out?
1: Oh yeah, I think it happened again. Uh, at the be- uh somewhere in the beginning of the regular season, we talked about it, but. Yeah, I don't think it's been any ball bag contact for a while with that guy. I think too, uh I think the refs now have his number as well. Like I think he he got away with it, and he got caught a few times. I think he's he's maybe had to clean up his game a little bit. But well, we'll see with the with the finals. Uh, but next time you hear our voices, probably see the way the schedule is. Well, the, well, they played two games. Because isn't it – the NBA Finals is always – I remember the schedule's always ridiculous. They they drag this – they drag seven games out over what, like almost two and a half weeks?
0: Are, did they put two days between games?
1: I don't know what the hell happened to the way they did this. No, but like, I remember they were doing – the last time the Pistons were on their run, they were do yeah, it's June 1st, June 4th, June 7th, June 9th, June 12th, June 15th, uh, and then – yeah. The latest this can go is June 18th. We're sitting here on May 30th, recording. We're talking almost a full three weeks. This thing could go from now. Come on, you need, it's 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 another well-worn rug on this show. You need, you need the money that bad, NBA? It, it's too. With the NFL, it's even gotten ridiculous. We've talked about how the Super Bowl, when we were kids, used to be maybe a week or two after New Year's. Now that bitch is like the week before Valentine's Day and it butts up right with the Daytona 500. I mean, what, what are we doing? I mean, we're baseball. At this we 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 joke about they're playing November baseball now. You know, we you're going to see you, you could at some point you could see the fucking World Series wrapping up a little bit before Thanksgiving. What are we doing, everybody? The ad revenue is that bad?
2: I, I don't get it. I remember it used to be the first two games are back-to-back, and then you get a day to travel, and then you get the next two games at the other venue, and then you get another day for travel.
0: The most it should be is, let's say you have game one on Monday.
1: it should take two weeks.
0: It, the most it should be is this. You have game one on Monday. You have game two on Wednesday. Thursday, you travel. You have game three on Friday. You have game four on on uh Sunday. If they're doing two, three, two instead of two, two, one, one, then you know what I'm saying boom, Tuesday, game three. Give them, or excuse me, when you get an extra you get an extra day to travel, you get two days off if you travel. But that's it. There's there's no reason to have more than one day between games.
1: Well, say, say, uh, if you, even if you do you know, I'll take the the liberal side. Just if you do a game every other day, this thing takes two weeks. You know? I it's ridiculous. This is ridiculous.
2: I, I don't remember being having a, a day between games if they're the
0: same venue. No, there was at least at least. It, it, granted, not a fucking basketball historian by any stretch of the imagination, but I clearly remember in the nineties there was always a day between games.
1: Yeah, and even if you got to travel to the West Coast, you, you get on the you, you take the plane out as soon as your game's done on the East Coast, get there. And bam, you got your day. It, you know, takes a takes a day or two to adjust to West Coast, but whatever. These guys, are professionals, are it all the time. You get your you get your day, and then boom. Right? It's I don't know. I just think it's. Do we are, are you running out of money? NBA or just professional sports in general? We we know they aren't in the NFL.
0: It how much of it, how much of this is the fucking not the NBA, not NHL, not MLB, not NFL? How much of this is the people who make their living off of talking about these? These sports. How much of this is these leagues throwing those people a bone? Who, by the way, ESPN does carry basketball. So that's it's, it's in the NBA's... It behooves the NBA to make sure there's as much hype surrounding every game using ESPN as possible. And what's the best way to build up hype? Game one is on Monday. Game two is on Thursday. Have two days of fucking... Have a day to, t- to reflect on Game One and have a day to hype up Game Two. I mean, because I don't see how I don't see how spreading the games out really makes them more money. It's not like
1: they could sell more ad uh, time. That's it's more it's more it's more slots to fill for advertisers. That's
0: part of it during what the game.
1: Yeah. How
0: does how is there more slots because they fucking took two days off between games?
1: Well, it, as far as it, well, it's 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 blah blah it's dovetailing into your argument it's then now we have more space we have more time to talk about it on the networks more time to talk about it on the local affiliates you know more even things for it's more columns for rob parker to write you know no
0: i got you i think it's a symbiotic relationship and i think the yes. nba when they do that are three we if they if they're putting two days between games, it's simply to throw the networks who cover sports a bone and to hype up the fucking, the games. Because if if you spend two days hyping up one game, you'll get people who are simple minded enough, to who will go. Well, I was going to watch the game anyway. But then you got people who are on the fence who, who are simple minded enough to go. Oh, well, I have to watch this game. Everybody's been talking about for two days. That's all they've talked about. They won't shut up about it. I have to watch it, and that's really okay, a couple. what. The, that's really what but. the finals want. They really want any sport wants in the finals to drag in the borderline and casual fans to watch their fucking, here's our two best teams playing each other. Please watch it so we, we get better ratings and we can charge higher uh, uh, advertising rates next season. Uh, playoffs? Uh, something else
2: to think about with this finals. Steve Kerr has been out all postseason. They're has created. not been there to coach,
0: yeah, and from what I hear, he he said he's not coming back for game one.
2: He will make his deciding his final decision
1: on Thursday. More hype, Bill. More 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 fuel for the hype machine. Well, this happened two years ago with Luke Walton.
0: Correct. See, I don't know the story I have about Steve Kerr is about about twelve hours old, and it says uh, he's not planning to coach game one. So. I mean, now, I guess here's the million dollar question: Does he need to coach Game One?
2: Twelve and zero in the postseason under Mike Brown. No, no, he does not.
0: That's what I'm saying. I mean, and is and is that a matter of 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 Mike Brown is following Steve Kerr's fucking system and he's bought into it, or is that just a matter of you have such you have such talent on that court? All you have to do is not fuck it up. Basically, yes. there's not there's not any moves you can do to make them better, but you can make a bunch of moves to make them worse.
2: And that's the overarching answer.
0: Yes. Okay.
2: I mean, it depends really how you want to look at it. Do they have the talent? Fuck yeah, they do. Is it, is it you know, Mike Brown's, you know, is he the missing piece to that whole puzzle to bring it all together? I mean, some may say look at that squad that's why i'm saying if you want to make a comparison to michael jordan and the bulls golden state is that comparison better than any three-year run that chicago has ever had and as of we sit today are one and one in the title era in the title run so yeah (laughs) they need this title all right and and to go with you guys uh they want airtime and hype it up don't forget the nba awards still haven't aired. They're not going to air until June 26th.
1: Yeah, what the hell is that? They, that's their first ever award? Well, just what is it? They just do all that shit in an award show now? The MVP and all that crap? Is that, yep. All right. Yep.
2: They're going to announce all the MVPs and everything. The season and probably the postseason will be over before they get to announce it.
0: We've well, been doing that for a long time in the NHL. When the, when the finals are over with, they have their Awards where they hand them out, and it's a you know black tie affair,'re well, not black tie, but you know what I'm saying like everybody's dressed up and they blah blah blah, and all that shit I mean to me that's kind of like throwing the pro Bowl after the Super Bowl you know it's like one last gasp to try to get people to 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 watch and sell some sell some advertising and, ho- and nobody I know watches the pro Bowl, nobody,
1: yeah, even the most rabid football fans I know talk about the pro Bowl. Nope. I mean, I mean, maybe, maybe it might be an excuse to get together and drink some beer. But, I mean, if, you know, if, if something more pressing comes up, you know, they'll, they'll do that.
0: I'll put it to you this way. To compare the Pro Bowl to the NHL Awards, the last time I watched the NHL Awards, Barrett Jackman won Rookie of the Year. I think it was Barrett Jackman. No, Brian McCabe, one rookie of the year. Okay, that's putting that, for, for you guys who don't know hockey like that, that's putting that at like 95, 96, I believe. Damn. So, and I remember for a couple of years there, <clears throat> in the last five or six years, uh, the NFL was trying to hype up the Pro Bowl by saying, and I remember the commercials during the Super Bowl. It was near the end of the, the Super Bowl games. They would air these commercials. So you think football's over with? No. One more game, Pro Bowl, next Sunday. And it's like, who gives a fuck? Don't act like this is like, you know, Star Wars Episode nine or some shit coming out. I mean, you know, they even had the movie voice guy, In a world where football's over with, there's one more game. And yeah, and then no one gives a fuck about.
1: That's not a game.
0: Yeah. And I think the only reason the players got hyped about the Pro Bowl back in the day is because there's a free trip to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Look at... Look at get, Dig up on like online money, I'm so. sure I'm sure you can find it. Dig up of these Pro Bowls from like, you know, five twenty you know, five, ten, fifteen years ago, whatever, and watch them. And tell me those guys are playing full speed. Last year's Pro Bowl there was a few people playing full speed. We talked about it, but for the most <laughs> part somebody didn't tell them <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Someone didn't <laughs> Like, this shit is, a, this is an exhibition game, stupid. You know what I'm saying? What are you doing <laughs> trying to take people's heads off out here? Cut it out, Deacon Jones. You know, like, Jesus Christ. But, yeah, I mean, it's just a whole lot of who gives a shit. It's just another excuse to fucking.
1: Another, like, Orlando, get the fuck out of here. I'm not going yeah, to
0: Orlando. I know. Even if I win the Super Bowl and they pay me to say I'm going to Disney World, I don't go. I just I just say it in cash the check,
2: you know? That's like All-Star Weekend in any sport. Nobody watches the All-Star game. We all watch the, the things leading up to it, you know, the challenges. We want to see that.
1: Now, but well, the All-Star game? I no. watch the All-Star game. My voice didn't sound like this. Put it that way. Uh, you know, I wasn't one of the lucky people to get tickets in, what was it, 06? When it was in Comerica two, Park.
0: 2005. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: we
2: all want to see the home run derby, the slam yeah. dunk contest, the shootout. You know, we all want to see you know all of that shit. But to watch the All Star Game, nah.
0: Yeah, I, I'd rather watch the skills competition for the NHL than the All Star Game. Especially now that they've got the All Star Game, all types of fucked up. It's all types of fucking. It's not the same game that you watch before and after the All Star Game. <laughs> it's just like this is. Why don't you just throw them on a pond and have, like, two garbage cans on either end of the pond for the net and have no goalie? Like, let's just get it. Let's just get it, You know what? Where'd they play that, that game of hockey, roller hockey and clerks, on top of the fucking building? Put the All-Star game on top of fucking uh, the Quick Stop. I, I'd, I'd probably watch it. be more likely to watch it than the game that they, they present now. So,
1: I'm more likely to watch the Winter Classic than the fucking any All-Star game. <laughs> the finals is being labeled
2: repeat versus revenge.
0: <laughs> Stupid! Oh my god! All right, well, to change uh, change direction here, because um, at, at this point, what more can we say? Anything else to say about the finals? I think we've pretty much covered it all. Unless we'll someone wants to give a summation of their thoughts. No,
2: man, just somebody's go- everybody's going to watch this. They have to, if nothing else, just to be part of history.
1: Well, it's what they wanted as far as uh, for ratings. It's LeBron versus, you know, Curry and Durant. So, I mean, they'll get the eyeballs they want. So we'll see. It's LeBron versus Golden State, bro. Yeah. The real. I know, right? Act like Kyrie Irving isn't even there. But anyway. Yeah, and Love, who's Love? Nobody knows about Love. Not about. to mention
2: that he's one they went out and got the second year, so they could win the championship. But no, we're not going to talk about love. No Kyrie Irving. No, just LeBron.
1: All right. So Rich, it sounds like you're trying to switch gears.
0: Well, yeah, I wanted to get to that because I think this is an interesting story that's going to... It seems like... I'm rolling the dice on bringing this story up, let me put it this way, because this story is either going to have legs or it's just going to fucking die with this report that was released two days ago. Um, <clears throat> via NBC Sports... The story is Brandon Jacobs says he's going to expose Jim Harbaugh and get him fired. So I'm going to quote from an article written by John Taylor for NBC Sports here. It says Brandon Jacobs was a running back who played his college football at FCS Southern Illinois and so went on to spend nine mostly productive years at the NFL level, including one season with the 49ers. The one season in the Bay Area wasn't remembered fondly by Jacobs, though, who used a radio interview this past week to, again, absolutely ripping the head football coach at the time current Michigan head football coach, Jim Harbaugh. He was quoted as saying, I had a lot of, I had, past tense, a lot of respect for Jim when I was there before I got to know him. But let's be real, they had great assistant coaches and Jim didn't know what he was doing. Jim had no idea. The guy knew nothing, man. Uh, so Harbaugh comes back, says not being one to shy away from a damning public evisceration, Harbaugh got Twitter biblical in addressing his former player's ambition. or Edmon And sh- <laughs> criticism. And so Harbaugh comes back with biblical advice for Jacobs, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. And then, of course, Jacobs responded with this, by threatening to expose Harbaugh in such a manner that would end in his dismissal. Love the support, but stop the Super Bowl talk. I will expose him. Michigan will fire him when I'm done. All right. So... They go on to say the fact that Jacobs isn't a fan of Harbaugh doesn't come as a huge surprise with the player referring to his former coach as a bitch multiple times, as well as a loser. His direct quote is, he's a bitch, and that's why he's never won anything. It is what it is. I've got two rings. Harbaugh, though, he's a bitch, so it doesn't matter.
1: So so what are the accusations?
0: Apparently of being a bitch and not knowing dick about... Football and it was all his assistant coaches. But he's just a
1: football name. That's what it is. So he's going to yeah. expose Jim Harbaugh, but he, he doesn't say for what.
0: For being a bitch and that Harbaugh basically basically had all the success he had because of his assistant coaches wherever he went.
1: This guy already sounds like a
0: fucking big baby.
1: If you're, gonna, I mean, if you're going to come with something, I mean,
0: yeah, I mean, it, to me, it sounds like That's all you, you got. Sound to me, it sounds like he blew his load uh, right at the beginning. With you know, uh, oh, it was uh, Harbaugh doesn't know anything. He's not a football mind. It was assistant coaches, and by the way, he's a bitch, and he wants to act like he's holding back more, but there's really nothing more left in the tank. <laughs> well, and this is going to be this more to
2: prove that he doesn't know anything. The the thing that Brandon's trying to say is is that Harbaugh had his success through his coaches, and the only reason they talk about him is because he's the football name. There's the legacy of Harbaugh. So they hire him just for the name, just to put him out there so people will come see Harbaugh, but it isn't Harbaugh that coaches the team, it's his assistants.
1: Isn't that like most coaches? Pretty much. (laughs) Isn't, like, the head coach generally a conduit for all the coordinators?
3: I more the the
2: idea comes from the head coach, filters to the assistants. The assistants put into the you know the game plan in, and here we go.
3: So well,
1: the George Bush of coaches. So in he doesn't football, know anything, and he puts good people around him.
0: In football, this is how I've always viewed it and felt uh, how shit how shit works. The head coach comes in, and he has a system that he wants run. And his assistant coaches, like you said, implement the system. And the head coach's main job is to get the assistant coaches to buy into the system. The assistant coaches have to sell the system to the players. All right. I mean, that's how come we, we put so much emphasis on coaching trees in football. Is it not?
1: Yeah. Just talk about it in basketball, actually.
0: I mean, you know, the, this day... That, to me, what I'm saying isn't anything ground, you know, earth, earth, you know, shattering or groundbreaking. It isn't any type of new insight into how coaching works in football. That's I thought it was a given. That's that's just how coaching works. I mean, it's kind of like your 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 senior drill instructor versus your assistant drill instructors. You know, the, your 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 SDI, obviously says how everything goes. It's a senior drill instructor's basically job to carry out his orders and his and his demands to the guys on a day-to-day basis. I mean, it's, it's a chain of command here. So, I mean, if he's saying that Harbaugh doesn't know shit, then what he's implying is that playing football underneath... Growing up, first of all, growing up around Michigan football, he didn't pick up anything. Playing... High school football, he didn't pick up anything. Playing underneath Bo, he didn't pick up anything. And then for the what five teams he was on, six teams he was on as a as a as a professional at, or NFL player.
1: Yeah, I know, right? He didn't
0: pick up anything, and he didn't pick up shit in the what five teams he's been a coach on. I just don't buy. I don't buy that his name got him that far.
1: We're back to being dishonest again.
0: I mean, and this isn't this isn't because he plays for me or he coaches Michigan cuz I've already said. He's had two seasons. This season you got two jobs. You
1: better go undefeated. You, better,
0: you got two jobs. Actually three because one of them, one of them I consider one one job two parts, but I I'll, I'll say he's got three jobs. He better beat Michigan State. He better beat Ohio State. And he better be in the national championship game. And if all three of those things don't happen, I can't. I cannot imagine the excuse that he could give that would satisfy me as a Michigan fan. I just, I, I can't imagine it. I, I don't see what he could say that I'd go, oh, you know what, I understand why he didn't do those things. So this isn't me saying, oh, he's he's coach of Michigan, Michigan's my team, how dare you criticize the coach of my team. Hey, Brady Hoke in 2011... Had a great season for post-Rich Rod Michigan, but he never fucking repeated it. All he did was buy himself a couple of years. I mean, Harbaugh came in, and there was immediate improvement. So is that all his? the people that he surrounds himself with? If that's the case, isn't there something to be said with someone being smart enough to surround themselves with people who help them achieve their goals? I mean, it was, when, is, when is that a bad thing to, to, to do?
1: Put better people around you. you Exactly. That's what you're supposed to do.
0: I mean, if I'm president of the United States, I don't want my advisors to be fucking idiots. I want my advisors, especially about shit I don't know about, to know way more than I know. As a musician, if I ever sat down with someone and was trying to learn from them, I didn't want to try to learn from someone who wasn't better than me.
1: Yeah, if I've been playing for five years, I'm not looking to someone who's only been playing for two to teach me about guitar.
0: So, I mean, to me, it just... This shit comes off as he's got a personal axe to grind, and we've we've said it on this show. And this is this is nothing that's like in the sports world. It's it's not a it's not a, it's not a secret. Jim Harbaugh tends to leave a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. That's one of the that was one of the biggest arguments for him going back to college football after going to pro football was that in college football you have a turnover rate with younger players who are more open to a authoritarian style of coaching than you do in the pros. Because you get in the pros and now you're dealing with veterans who've been there 10, 12 years. They don't want to hear all that bullshit. Don't come out yelling at me like I'm a fucking, like I'm some recruit and this is, you know, Paris Island. I've been to the wars and back, motherfucker. You know, For me to buy in, for me to sit here and take this abuse and bullshit from you and to buy into your system, you better have a hell of a pedigree behind you. And I'll say this for Harbaugh. Yeah, he went to the Super Bowl. What did he do in the Super Bowl? He didn't win. His brother did. All right. He had some success for a limited amount of time in the NFL, and then his act wore thin. And it didn't just wear thin with the players. It wore thin with the people in the front office. There's no way San Francisco is going to give up a coach like that unless he was an issue for people up and down the entire chain of command. But,
1: you know, I'm starting to think, though, maybe San Francisco doesn't like that style of coach because didn't Singletary get ran out of town, too, and that's pretty much what he was yep, like, too? Oh, yeah, to? big time. Did their, their yeah. feelings hurt too much at San Francisco? Hey,
0: man. Can't, can't win with them. Won't win with them. Can't do it. Yeah, yeah, they, they want they want uh, Pete Carroll part two, they want a touchy feely coach. Now, <clears throat> excuse me. Granted, this is before John Lynch came in. Who knows what the fuck <clears throat> if Lynch is anything. But Lynch, Lynch, Lynch really had his career years underneath Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy was not a he wasn't a Marty Schottenheimer, you know, taskmaster. Tony Lynch, like the the infamous story of when his first meeting with the Buccaneers was, he came in, he walked in, he went up to the front to the podium, and the entire team's talking amongst themselves in the meeting, and he just stood there. And finally, people started nudging each other going, hey, man, the head coach is up there, shut up. And everybody, cal- they calmed down on their own, and they shut up on their own. He said, I'm not going to come in, I'm not going to yell at you, I'm not going to cuss at you. This is exactly how I'm going to talk to you all the time. You're grown men. I shouldn't have to tell you to act like it. You should already know. And, yeah, basically if you want to waste your time, well, then there won't be a spot for you on my team. I'm not going to have to tell you that all the time. You should just know that.
1: Get your shit together!
0: And what happened? I mean, you can argue he built a fucking Super Bowl team and then was shown the door. And I would say that's a valid argument because what the fuck did John Gruden do after... He won a Super Bowl with Tony Dungy's team. Not a goddamn thing. Didn't even win a fucking playoff game after that. So,
1: Got himself a nice, cushy job now.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I think he's right where he needs to be. As much as I liked him in, you know, winning the Super Bowl, it was nice. And he was he was always an interesting coach to listen to interviews with. You were always going to get an, an interesting sound bite out of him. But that only goes so far, man. Like, I'm not...
1: He's a new man.
0: Yeah, having, having a lot of charisma and, and all that is nice. But if the wins don't follow, I really got no use for you as a head coach. I mean, I, I go back to Glengarry Gary, Glenn Ross. Good father, nice husband. Who gives a fuck? You got to win, man. This is a results-oriented business. I mean, I don't care if you love your kids and you love your wife to the moon and back. If you can't win, you'll be loving them motherfuckers at home with no job. So, I, I think Jacobs, like I said, I think Brandon Jacobs blew his load trying to talk shit about a coach he, he, had, he has a cross to bear with. And for whatever reason, he thinks that he's going to be able to fucking bait the hook, throw it in the water, and go, oh, in the future I'm going to expose him. If you, had, if you had the goods on him, you'd already done it, dude. Can't do it. I mean, you went on TV. I mean, you went on a radio interview and called him a bitch multiple times.
1: Yeah. Hope you're, hope you're ready for the consequences of your actions there, Chief.
0: And I mean, let's be, I want to see this. I want to see, I don't know if Harbaugh would win the fight, but I think Harbaugh would definitely fucking throw down with him if he was standing in front of him and he called him a bitch and fucked behind closed doors that many times. I guarantee it. Yeah. Harbaugh's got that Jim Schwartz. I don't give a fuck in him.
1: But, too, I just, uh, I don't understand the whole, uh, he, d- he makes, he talks all this shit and then nothing. Like yes. Yeah. Like, he doesn't have anything. Like, what are,
0: what are you doing? Cannot play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. <laughs> I love that drop. <laughs> but you talk
1: all this shit and you got nothing back it up. That's what I don't get. Is this? Huh, well, hey, we made it two hours before we started shitting on millennials. Is this that new attitude? Is this that new kind? Of, how old is this
0: dude? Brandon Jacobs. Oh Christ. Uh, I know he played for. I know he played for the Giants. Uh, thirty-four. All right. So. Yeah, He played, what, a 9, ten year career, something like that? Yeah, no, that's the 83. No, I mean, there he is. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he had a 9-year career, yeah.
1: What did, what, did Harbaugh call him some bad names? Harbaugh hurt his feelings at practice? Did Jimmy get a little loud with you?
0: I don't know. I mean, the, the only thing I can think is you had he has two Super Bowl rings. Harbaugh has none. So maybe he pulled uh, Patrick Waugh. Maybe Harbaugh was going off on him in practice, and he said, I can't hear you because I got these Super Bowl rings stuck in my ears. I'm sorry. What were you saying? Yeah. I mean, which basically, if this was, if this was him trying to fucking stump for a coaching position somewhere, he's going about it the wrong way. You don't piss off an entire coaching community by running down one of their own and think that's going to be your way into the, you know, to the door. If he's trying for a media position, then he's, he's either too damn honest. Like I am where he ain't going to bite his tongue. So in other words, he's never going to have a career in mainstream media, or he's stupid and thinks they run around calling people bitches is somehow acceptable, and he's going to get hired by like, you know, ESPN, Fox, or something to comment. That, that ain't going to happen. That, that's just not going to happen. So I don't know. Wh- I don't know what his end game is, and I don't know what the fuck he's thinking. So I just think it's interesting because we're, we're like smack dab in the middle of the off season. There's like what three months until. So college football starts up again. And let's not forget Michigan and Harbaugh got a big fucking they got a big fucking challenge game one. They're playing Florida. I mean, if they shit the bed in that game, that's their season right there for the most part. So I don't know, man. Maybe this maybe this is Jacob's way of, of trying Yeah, he's got a, he's he's got a hard on for Harbaugh. and Maybe he's hoping this is going to get him off his game and be a distraction. Whatever the fuck. I have no idea. But I just thought it was interesting.
1: It's a bitch move. You talk shit and you didn't back it up, in my
0: opinion. It's a bitch move, Santa. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I mean, dude, if I come out... Okay, for, for whatever reason, we, you know, we split up and I leave Christopher Media and go start my own fucking podcast network. And... Someone goes, well, hey, why'd you leave Chris for media? And I'm like, well, because Chris don't know what he's doing, and he's a bitch. And I'm gonna expose him to the point where no one, no one will take him seriously. Never want to listen to anything he ever puts out again. People would go, okay, well, you've, you've, you have your mission statement down. Now, what is your proof? Erroneous. And we're at a point now where, I hate to say it, but I think that people just state what their mission statement is and feel that that's enough proof, and not just in sports, but in everything. And people just go, oh, okay. And it's like, no. It's like people come out and go, this person's racist. And everyone just goes, oh, wow, they are. <laughs> no. Sticking feathers up your ass doesn't make you a chicken, okay? you got to have proof. you got to back shit up. You can't just have claims with no, with no evidence behind it.
1: Used to. That was old America. <laughs> Those days are gone now. I defer to the White House.
0: All right. Well, another, a, another to, to, to hop to another sport, another interesting article I saw, um, I, I, which is, to me, very telling as a, as a Detroit Tigers fan. ESPN come out a couple days ago, with a list of teams they think is most likely to end their championship drought. Uh, the teams they listed were the Astros, Brewers, Indians, Mariners, Mets, Pirates, Rangers, and Rockies. Now, what I think's interesting about this is that the Mets have won a championship more recently than the Tigers have, because the Mets won one in 86. So if they're going purely on length between championships... Why are the Tigers not in there? So that leads me to one conclusion: even ESPN, even the national media, is now fucking throwing a towel in on the Tigers' World Series window.
1: You're fucking done, son. And
0: looking at them, I believe right now they are four games out of four, or four games under 500. And the scuttlebutt here in Detroit is, at the trade deadline, if they're under 500, they're blowing this team up.
1: They should. Uh, it's a ten-year-old team. Let's talk about it yesterday.
0: Yeah, even at this point for me, they, they yeah they they needed to blow this team up if they were going to do it in the off season.
1: Hey, I can tell you in my fancy baseball team, Verlander's pitching to keep his fucking roster spot today. I'll tell you that one is is he he's got some work to do to prove that last year wasn't a fluke because he has not had the greatest twenty seventeen campaign so far.
0: Well, I mean, he suffers from the the curse that it, it seems like Verlander's always suffered from is that. Even when Scherzer was on a team, Scherzer would get insane amounts of run support behind his starts. Whereas Verlander doesn't get the same amount of run support. But that only goes so far.
1: Oh, well, I got Max Scherzer. He's my number one pick. He's doing quite well this year.
0: But I'm just saying that only goes so far. You know, I mean we're talking now, Verlander's been playing in this league for eleven years. Well, if you really want to get down to it, he he actually made his debut in two thousand five, so that would be what? That actually be what thirteen seasons? Yeah. All right. A little long in the tooth, but it's not unusual for pitchers to pitch into their forties, especially a pitcher if he's able to okay take the drop in velocity, but gain control. If his accuracy becomes better, but his velocity drops. He can turn himself into a, into a control type pitcher instead of just an overpowering pitcher on the mound.
1: yeah I think the the, the 2012 verlander we're never seeing him again he's done that was it yeah. that, that, that's his zenith
0: I think that yeah the days of you know him going into the ninth inning with 120 pitches and in the in the ninth he's hitting triple digits are yeah that's it's pretty much over. I mean, that might it might happen once or twice in the rest of his career, but that used to be that used to be his thing. Oh yeah, later the the, the the deeper the game goes, the longer he pitches, you know, the harder he throws. You know, it was it was the old cliche about Bob Probert whenever he got into a fight on the ice. The longer the fight goes, the stronger he gets. Well, eventually, that shit goes away, and I think that we're at that team, or we're at that team, we're at that point for Verlander. And as much as I like him and as much as I like what he's what he's brought to the Tigers, is there any point in keeping him if you're rebuilding?
1: Nope. You use him as trade bait. I mean,
0: Miguel Cabrera, I think his stock is dropping rapidly. Yeah, uh,
1: that's another guy we got to after this season, trade bait. Someone will be desperate enough to to buy out his contract. At least get a draft pick or something.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, you know, V Mart, Jesus Christ, you know he's ancient. I mean, it, it, it's to the point where it's like, okay, well, he's out there. Yeah, okay, well, he's having an all right season. Blah blah blah. Yeah, that's nice, but he's he's streaky. He's proven that. He's spotty at best. He's not big poppy. All right, he's not he's not going to have his final, He's not going to announce that this is his final season. And go out and have a career year for his age. I mean, it's just not going to happen. And who else does this team have? I mean... Uh,
1: J.D. Martinez.
0: Who, I mean, can they even afford to hold on to if they can't move Verlander and Miggy, And and they're not moving V-Mart.
1: Well, I think... I'm, I'm hoping Martinez is a young... Build, if they're smart, Martinez is a young building block. Like, just have a fire sale with all your old dudes and let's go. I mean, let's.
2: But who do they get though?
1: That was a question uh, that came up yesterday. I mean, it, it, the the, the, oh, the shitty part of this conversation is you got to wait and see who's available. You, you got to come to all-star break, see, who, see who's willing to blow who out, see who's willing to take your. I mean, it's. That's how baseball goes. I mean, is there anybody making noise about wanting to go anywhere, or is there just anybody that's overachieving on a shitty team that we could scoop up?
0: Yeah, but even then, would do you really want that? Do you want to trade? Do you want to trade for a bunch of prospects and and guys who have just entered the the league, or do you want to trade for draft picks and count on your own scouting to? To rebuild your fucking farm system.
1: I don't know. I mean, well, Chris Illich is in charge now, so I know he doesn't suffer fools. I mean, okay.
0: Uh, like the, the, the bright spot the last, you know, oh shit. What last two seasons? I want to say it has been as far as, Oh, you know, we have an up and coming player. who's going to play every day, et cetera, et cetera, It's been James McCann. And JD Martinez. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, James McCann's injured right now, and you know, through his last game before being injured, he's batting two thirty nine for his career with 26 home runs and 106 runs batted in. Now, granted, you don't need catchers to be out there and be Mike Piazza or Pudge. I mean, it's it's icing on the cake if they are. But yeah, he's not a. I mean, Alex Avila for all the shit he took. If you ask any of the pitching staff from from the time when Alex Avila was the Tigers' number one catcher, they all loved being part of the battery with him because he had a high baseball IQ. He knew hot and cold zones for 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 guys. He knew what what pitches they would chase. He knew how to quarterback a fucking everybody on the field from behind the plate, but it was always his offense that was everybody was down on. Well, okay, what the fuck is James McCann doing? When it's over. He ain't on it. Here's okay, James McCann. All right, since two thousand nine, okay, since two thousand nine, Alex Avila when he came in the league, he's batting. 244, 79 home runs, 313 runs batted in. Since 2014, like I said, McCann, 239, 26 home runs, 106 runs batted in. Now granted, Alex Villa's got a lot more of a sample size to pull from, but we got to remember... In 2011, he was also a Silver Slugger winner for fucking catchers and an All Star.
1: But that was six fucking years ago. That's a lot of time in baseball time and any sports time.
0: No, I agree with you. But what I'm getting at is that why was fucking Avila shit on and McCann is being held up as as a something someone to build around, like you t- like you said, J.D. Mart- Martinez could be if they were smart, a young player to build around.
1: Maybe it's just someone's maybe it's just somebody seeing it. it's easy way out it's easy it's the easy fix for avila because i mean that guy, how much more in the tank does that guy have i mean it's doing all right this year but i mean at this point that's the best that's the best case scenario for alex avila it's just he do all right
2: well i don't know rich i'm gonna i'm gonna go with the your your answer on this one it comes from on high man mike illich rest him you know he had a, a itch to win, and he wasn't afraid to throw his money around. He's gone. So we got a way for somebody to finally take over. It's called Theo. And finally get a itch to win, no matter what.
1: Hey, Theo, it's right up 94. It's like five hours away. It's like an hour plane flight. You can keep the house in Chicago. And
2: and start rebuilding the Tigers. That's all that is. Because what? the man that had it, that had it, and wanted it, is gone. <sighs>
0: I mean, I hate to say this because I suffered through the 90s and the early 2000s as a Tigers fan. And the term rebuild, because rebuild to me it is, it is not equal retool. Like the shit they tried to sell us they were going to do for the last two seasons. Oh, we're going to retool the team. No, a rebuild is you tear that motherfucker down to the, to, to the foundation and the studs and you rebuild it. My thing is, when Detroit tends to rebuild, think post-68 to 84, yeah, 84 to 2006, there's no studs or foundation left. They nuke the site from orbit and fucking try to find a new planet to start building the shit on. And that's what scares me, is that we could be sitting here looking at another 20 years before they're even a legitimate World Series contender.
1: Oh, the lifestyle we all lead, are we going to see? Uh, come on. Talk
0: about talking, pushing sixty. Come on, you know. So it's time to blow. I mean, look, their window to me, their window closed before last season. They've been they've been running on fumes. It's kind of like the Red Wings with their playoff streak. Make the playoffs and get outed in the first round. See you later. What good is that? Yeah. What good is that? So you, you now you're lower. Now you got a lower draft pick. And you have when it comes to uh, in the stats column, it's impressive all those years of a consecutive fucking, you know, being consecutively in the playoffs. But what does it really matter in the end? Twenty-five years consecutive in the playoffs, four cups. That's what fucking matters. So for all the you know this last eleven seasons with the Tigers, what do we really have to show for it? Two World Series appearances. One which we got swept out, the other which was a, they, St. Louis took us out in five games. I mean, it's time, dude. It's time.
1: A couple of almosts.
0: And it's funny because here locally, people have been saying it's time to blow this team up for years now.
1: Yeah, 2012 is a long time ago, people. It's five years. It's half a decade.
0: After the 2013 season, people were saying blow this team up. Yep. So for the national media to now just be like, we're just going to act like Tigers don't even exist. When they have this conversation about who's gonna, what team has the best chance. Guys, think about the teams I named. The Brewers, okay? Colorado. The fuck have the Brewers in Colorado done in recent history?
1: Nothing. The Brewers haven't been shit my entire lifetime. They had Paul the Molitor time, for a minute.
0: The last time the Brewers went to the playoffs, Prince Fielder was still playing for them. This has been quite a while ago
1: mm mm-hmm. It's not a triple cheeseburgers ago
0: you know i so that's what I'm saying if they're not even in the conver fucking station, come on, man yeah you know, the astros H- took, now, took, granted,
1: took took my adult I, life for the astros to be relevant
0: you know the the astros were they were in the, the World Series in two thousand five and got swept the fuck out by this by the white sox, okay, well, besides that, what the fuck have they done recently nothing Mariners. The fuck out of here. When's the last of the Mariners made the playoffs? Sixteen years ago, something like that. Ken,
1: Ken Griffey was still on their roster. Exactly.
0: I mean, this is what this is what the baseball world.
1: They had King Felix and did nothing with him.
0: The baseball world is saying a lot by just not even saying the Tigers' name. It's one of those situations where being not not being mentioned is all that needs to be said. So. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting time here for baseball fans in Detroit. I, 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 I think they'll be able to move Verlander. Pitching's always at a premium. I don't know if they'll be able to move Miggy. I, I really don't. Because what, what, to, what type of, what type of team is going to want him as a player? He's not a fucking. He's not a power threat like he used to be. He still has power, but he's not a power threat like he used to be. All right. He's not a Mike Trout type player. He's not going to, he's not, even if he hits singles, he's not going to get on base and be a threat to end up at third or at home on a fucking hit to the gap. I mean, he moves around in bases slower than Sean Casey, and that was the slowest white man I've ever seen in professional baseball. So, I mean, I and his his he's very limited in what positions he can play. He started out as a shortstop. He has played outfield before, but now he plays first base. What's his next stop, right field? He doesn't have the range for it. DH. He can't get to the ball quick enough. Exactly. So that limits him to the to the American League. And what American League team is going to take on his salary for a DH who isn't fucking crushing home runs like Big Poppy. You can't pay a DH Big Poppy money to, and not get Big Poppy results.
1: Maybe the Royals?
0: Well, that's, that's a team that's your local team. And, and Earl, you brought it up. When I brought up the Royals a couple uh, episodes ago, you were like, oh, they they sold off their fucking team. They're like we but got our championship. About up a team. They blew up that team. Yeah, they were like, we got our championship later. Uh,
1: the, the The world seems to have righted itself with the Twins on top in the AL Central. Hey man, hey, at least we're not the Phillies, right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> whew. And if you're in Philadelphia, it is just between the Flyers, the Sixers,
0: the guys, Phillies, think about this. the Eagles. It- whew. I understand in seven years is a long time in sports years, but really stop and think about this. Just a few days ago, it was seven years to the day since Roy Holiday pitched a perfect game. Not a no-hitter, a perfect game for the Phillies, and Ryan Howard and Chase Utley, those names struck fear into the hearts of opposing pitchers.
1: it was like maybe three four years ago. It wasn't even that much.
0: But I'm just, hey, uh, think about that. So from, yeah, so even from 2010 to 2014, Philly was still fucking relevant. Gone. Ryan Howard signed a minor league contract with the Braves and got cut. That's another dude who I think's name is kind of whispered in hushed tones when it comes PEDs. to PEDs. Well, yeah, yeah. we talk yep.
1: about it when he was probably one of the people that got while the getting was good. We saw people getting nailed, but probably him and uh, what's-his-nuts, Braun. Or no, wait, Braun got nailed,
0: correct. Yeah, Braun got yeah. nailed. Him and poolhouse
1: Yeah, but did he just probably was one of those people, oh, people are getting caught, let's stop. And you could probably, oh, as soon as he stopped, uh, hey, guess it's not, guess it's not on the cover of the show anymore.
0: And that's one thing I will, I will say. Literally about, not speaking from the fences. <laughs> that's one thing I will say. Because every player who has ridiculous power, that's why I say just put an asterisk by it, call it the steroid era like we used to call it the dead ball era. Because everybody's under suspicion who had ridiculous power who played during these times. But a guy like Miggy, even after they fucking started busting people left and right and cracking down, he still had his power. So that's the one selling point. It's like Carlos Stanton.
1: She came from drinking.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he went to old Babe Ruth way. Except for he probably likes tequila and and, uh, 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 tacos instead of fucking. uh, What is it? Hot dogs and and, and cheap beer. Man, whatever. Fuck that. (laughs) Whatever fucking. Motherfucker's (laughs) not from this country, so whatever food is from his native country. How's that racist? (laughs) If I was. Hey, if I was from Ireland and you come over to my house, you know what you'd be eating? Potatoes. Shit, yeah. shit that was boiled enough to where you could drink it through a straw. And I'd say, enjoy.
1: Potatoes and Guinness.
0: <laughs> Guinness for your carbs, potatoes to fill you up. You know, potatoes are carbs, right? Shut up. We, we drink our carbs in this house. <laughs>
1: we also boiled this Guinness.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, no, I mean, it's just for the Tigers, to me – And I know this is, I hate it. Negativity is so easy to have in sports because if the league has 30 teams, there's going to be 29 losers. So if you you say your team's going to lose, the odds are, basically, you're betting along with the house. What you're doing is you're going to a casino and you're betting on a player versus the house and you're betting on the house to win. No one's going to high-five you when the house wins. The odds are in their favor, obviously. But what I'm saying is, I don't think the future looks too bright for the tigers. i they don't have a whole lot of guys they can move and get a whole lot of pieces to fill. And I mean, to me, I'd rather have i I rather take the chances on the, if I'm in the Tigers front office, I'd rather trade for draft picks and maybe some maybe a couple guys to be role players on the team. but I'm not hoping to get like a future superstar by trading Miguel Cabrera or for Justin Verlander or j d Martinez. Or V-Mart. I don't think it's going to happen. Well, and, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, it just appears to me, in baseball more than
2: any other sport, it's not so much the the superstar that's going to win you the, the championship. You know what I mean? Because when we were talking about basketball, we talked about LeBron being the man and Golden State full of all-stars and that whole thing. You know, in hockey, we talk about Sidney Crosby being the star and that whole thing. It just... In baseball, who saw the world the world series being won by Chicago Cubs? Nobody. Not because it's Chicago Cubs, but it's because who do they have? Point to one person on the on the field and go, that's your all-star. You see and what I'm saying? So, so I don't think when when the Tigers start to rebuild that they have to look for the quote big-time all-star as much as they do the pieces to a puzzle.
0: I got you, but I think they don't when Theo Epstein went to the Cubs, after what he did with the Red Sox, I was like, the Cubs have the Cubs have a puncher's chance of, of winning the World Series. And the way they won it as quick as they did, I have to credit that to Theo Epstein. He has the ability to look at players and see players who have a limited window of a chance to be great. And he finds him, and he keeps him for that window, and then he goes, "Thank you for your service. Hope you enjoyed the championship parade. Enjoy free agency." And he sends them on their way. Case in go? point, yeah, case in point, Bronson Arroyo. He was he he was never the centerpiece of that Red Sox pitching rotation. In fact, I believe he was pulled in and out of the bullpen plenty of times. He went from starter to to reliever to starter. But they got him and they got the best out of him and when they saw he was on the decline they were like later and he went and fucking signed with the Reds. And where the fuck is Bronson Arroyo now? He's still playing, but I couldn't tell you for what fucking team. The, the that's league what,
1: that Brockmeyer announces for. He's in that
0: league. <laughs> but I mean that's what I'm saying. Like that but that's Tigers, what I was saying. I don't
2: think they're going to look for a big all star name that has to draw the crowds because it's in today's Sports world, you're looking for championship teams.
0: You sign yeah, stars. You sign stars to put asses in the seats. Theo Epstein signs people to win World Series. Absolutely. My thing is, I don't think I don't think Alex Avila or Avila, Alex Avila's father, is the right guy to lead the Tigers through a rebuilding process. Let alone, I don't think he has the eye for talent and that 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 sixth sense for talent that guys like Theo Epstein have.
1: To me, superstars are the last piece of a puzzle. Like, I think if you want any success, you gotta build for the future. You gotta, you, you gotta build for multiple titles, not just one. I think to me, when you're signing a superstar, it's gotta be usually one of the final pieces. Now, when Detroit rebuilt, uh, 2005, I mean, you could argue it was maybe the first piece. I mean, but now, I mean, I think we, we've rehabbed our baseball rep a little bit here. So,
0: I think Detroit in 2004, when they signed Pudge, that was them announcing to the baseball world, "Look, we know the problem. We're willing to pay the players. If you got the talent, we're willing to pay you to come here. This can be a baseball destination again." And the next year, they signed Troy Percival, who was coming off of a great season, who injury ended his career shortly after. But you, I mean, they also signed uh, uh, Mags, and Mags was coming off of a bum knee. When he played for the the uh, White Sox, and he had a a hernia, he was trying to play through for the first half of the season in two thousand five.
1: Yeah, it was great. Finally, the White Sox, the White Sox thought they were giving us their garbage. Well, you know, we'll take that.
0: Yeah, and I mean, everyone was like, "Oh, he's a bust. He's a bust." I had the type of hernia he had. Okay, uh, the type of hernia he had is basically where the mu- the the the, the, mu- the muscles in your stomach. Have a seam, and they split, and his intestines were coming through his fucking the wall his, the the wall where his muscles were where they split. The man played what if not half a season at least a third of the season with that injury. That's no fucking joke, dude. I mean, I used to that shit. It used to fucking kill me to load gear in and out with that shit when I was in a band. You know, I'm one hand carrying a fucking Fender Twin, the other hand holding my intestines in, you know. And, I, and that was a couple feet carrying an 80-pound amp. I wasn't out there, there playing a professional gross. sport. I wasn't out there playing a professional sport like that. He went in, He they shut him down, he got the surgery. The next season he come back, boom, he hits the home run that sends us to the World Series. And that's not all he did. He also won a batting title the next year. Sure did. And was an integral part of this fucking team. For a, a few seasons after that, I mean, Detroit had its time, and they made their attempt, and they had the, they had the guy I think Dombrowski is another guy who can more often than not seize talent. I think dombrowski's problem is he doesn't know when to cut talent
1: he's been i mean if you look at him in Boston though he he's had mixed results i think, i think I think Dombrowski is in that part of his career that Ken Holland is. Hey, you know what? When you were good, you were good. But you know, every dog—throw another cliche here. Every dog will has its day, and you have had yours.
0: Well, I—I you know? I, I agree. I agree with you can that skills diminish over time. I agree with you at in today's MLB, and I and, and Earl, you said this, so it's to both you guys' credit. Um, I you can you can have if you have a solid pitching rotation, you have a solid back end of the bullpen, and you have for lack of a better term, I guess, a bunch of scrappy fucking role players who have the ability to come through in the clutch, that'll get you a lot farther than a team full of meh, a pitching rotation full of meh, a back end of your bullpen full of meh, and one or two fucking you know high-priced sluggers. Because the home runs put people in the seats, but home runs don't win you championships. How many championships Barry Bonds win? I know, right? How many championships... How many World Series did Mark McGuire win? And by the way, go back and look at the, that 1989 A's team that won that World Series. That team had Dennis Eckersley, sure did. Dave Stewart, boom. I mean, I, I, that team that team had talent in the pitching rotation and in the, in the bullpen. So, it's just it, it, just in summation, it's going to be a rough road for the Tigers, and it's going to suck for the Tigers fans because you now have. Half a generation of Tigers fans who don't remember them being bad. They were 10 years old when 2005 rolled around, and they're now in their early 20s, and all they can remember is Tigers being good. Tigers going to the World Series twice. I don't think it's going to happen again anytime soon, guys. That ship has sailed. Mm -hmm.
2: Well, as New York Yankees kind of let us know, building a team of All-Stars gets expensive.
0: Well, that's the other thing. I think it was, and this is where my half-ass sports fans coming in. I believe it was seventeen teams this season in MLB are over a hundred million on the payroll, or it's not, excuse me, not over a hundred million, over the um, oh shit, what is it? The luxury tax, whatever that is, uh, to where if you if your payroll is higher than this, then you have to. You have to pay a luxury tax, which goes into a pool, which then is is divided amongst all the teams in the league. I believe that's how it works. Or the teams that, that, that that didn't spend over the luxury tax limit. That's over half the teams in baseball. So, I mean, baseball salaries are just skyrocketing. And players are making more and more money. The thing is, you're, you're not getting the returns that you expect to get. I mean, if you drop $200 million a season on, on a team, you expect to be in the World Series. That's just, that's not a guarantee anymore. They used to be how the Yankees won. Then the Red Sox did it for a little bit. Problem is, now everybody's spending that way. Not everyone's going to make the World Series. Not everyone's going to make, make the playoffs. And if they do, and if they do win a World Series, they blow the team up because they can't afford to keep the fucking payroll that high. Case in point, Kansas City Royals.
2: The Royals, yep.
0: I mean, and that's nothing new because they did it in 97 after the Mar- or the Marlins won the World Series, and they did it again after in 2003, after 2003, when they won the World Series again. They blew both those teams up. We signed Pudge... After he signed a one-year fucking contract with the with the Marlins, won the World Series, and they let him go, they let him walk. And how many productive seasons did he have for us? What four or five? And we, I mean, we traded him to the fucking Yankees, and he became their starting catcher in two thousand eight. Next year, they won a World Series. I mean, it, it, it's not like he he had nothing left in the tank, and they were like, "Well, we're just going to let him walk because you know we're not going to pay him for what he has done." So. I just, I don't know. I don't see a happy ending anytime soon for the Tigers. And I am I guess it's kind of like me having a, you know a requiem for fucking what could have been. Because, I mean, I, I, guys, out of all three of us, let's be honest. Once 2006 came and went and we saw what they were capable of and then we saw the signings they were making and and the people they were willing to bring in here. Oh, did, yeah. any of us think they, did any of us think we'd be sitting here in 2017 and the Tigers hadn't, would, would have not won a World Series between 2006 and 2017?
1: 2012 still blows my mind. Now, I know ultimately it's the same tired argument around here. That, that was a bullpen. We had the bats. We had the starting rotation. We had a shitty bullpen. But it still blows my mind with that starting rotation. I mean, that's, that's, like, that's got to be like a top rotation of all time. The rotation we had that year it was Verlander, Scherzer, Porcello, Fister, and uh, was it Sanchez? Sanchez, yeah. I mean, at the time, just statistically, I mean, it's a, you talk about murderer's row, man. I mean, you didn't want to face any one of our pitchers that season. And we still didn't get it done. I mean, we added Fielder. Old man Illich, in a, in a senior moment, just <laughs> said, go get Prince Fielder. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> It still blows. I mean, yeah, it was our bullpen, but still, I mean, the fact that we couldn't have at least at the All Star break, just went our, you know, we could have went got somebody, you know, was Rivera still pitching? Can we coaxed him. Hey, here's a big bag of money, and finished <laughs> out the, the season in Detroit.
0: Look at the two teams we went to the World Series against and lost to. Those teams were not okay. St. Louis will spend. San Francisco will spend. But they weren't fucking the Yankees. They weren't the Red Sox. They weren't teams who were like we're going to win by outspending by far our competition. I mean these and, and these are teams who are perennial contenders. I mean there's no other way to put it. Look at Jesus Christ. Look at the Giants. The Giants have slowly had in the in the two thousand tens have have kind of become like a, a little low key dynasty. Mm-hmm. 3 world series since 2010. You know, that's almost 50%. New. We're not we're not even to the All-Star break 2017, so let's not count that that season. That's damn near 50% of the world series since 2010. And St. Louis, do we even need to talk about that? There's a reason St. Louis is known as America's best baseball town because they they put a they put a quality product on the field. I mean, look at okay, look at
1: when you got that or the Blues. I mean, one of them's got to be good, right?
0: Well, look at the 80s. Look at the 80s in St. Louis. Look at the 90s. They had La Russa. They had fucking McGuire. I mean, they, they, they were always... The, the 2000s, they won a World Series against the Tigers. They're always in the conversation. They might not be at the forefront of the conversation, but they're in there. And, and they did it without hey, we're going to break the bank. We're going to spend so much that no one's going to be able to keep up with us. I mean, because I right now, I don't know the formula for winning in baseball. I think, Earl, I think you hit on it. I think you're closest to, to, to the bullseye, that you have to build a team and – your superstars isn't the way to do it. You can't. You can't just. You can't just fill a team full of fucking one through nine. What, what did they? What did they call the Yankees in two thousand six when we went against them? Murderers Row plus Cano. I mean, it, no one was giving us a chance to get past them. Yeah, they won game one, and then we fucking shoved it down their throat and fucking made them fucking smile at a gagged on our cock for the next three games. Yeah, we did. That's nice. I enjoyed that. You know, and then the the two thousands craze. We went up against the, the, the person who spearheaded that, Mr. Billy Bean and his money ball, and stuffed their balls right up their fucking ass and went to the World Series. Yep. So I don't know how you build a team to win anymore. I don't think there is a, a, a hard and fast formula right now in MLB on how to win. So good luck to the Tigers because, unfortunately, I don't think the Tigers have, since the days of Ty Cobb and, I, I you know, <laughs> That's about it. I don't think they I don't think they've been trailblazers since then. I don't think they've anyone's looked at the Tigers and said even as a team or an individual player said that's how you're supposed to that's how you're supposed to play the game. I mean even the 68 team. Yeah, we had pitching, but that was the era of the pitcher, man. You had Bob Gibson we were going up against in 68. You're telling me that you think Denny McLain was better than Bob Gibson. I'll take the I'll take the mm. Pepsi challenge on that one all fucking day. So I uh, it's just it's not gonna be a good time here for, for Detroit fans. And what's Second sad
1: Detroit fans
0: what's sad is for the first time in a long time we're coming to a stretch where none of the Detroit teams are stand out good. Huh. The Lions yeah. the Lions right now are the best team based solely on, on what they've done last season. Out of all the Detroit teams.
1: It's like, you know, we used to always we saw us he's talking, "Well, at least we have the wings." Yep. But that but that ship is sailed now too. Yeah, I don't
0: oh god. I, yeah. And I mean, uh, p- Pistons, really? What is there to say? It's 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 the Lions. Wow. And I, I hate to say this, Lions just going by their their track record and their history, they're not going to fucking they're not going to pull away from the pack and become the spearhead of Detroit sports, the door is open for him to do it. I mean, the time is ripe. I, I'll i even go so far as to say this. If you took away Michigan and, and U of M, or, or not, excuse me, if you took away MSU and U of M, there would be no hope for any sports teams in the Metro Detroit area.
1: It's a rough time in the mitten right now.
0: <laughs> and, and to say MSU is in the Metro Detroit area is stretching it
1: so far. I know, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, anyways, I, I guess there's one more thing to talk about, and I wanted to get to this. First of all, when this airs, it's going to be Thursday. Um, game one was last night of the, of the Stanley cup finals. And, and I know what I want to say. I, yeah. Earl, you seem like you were watching the game in real time. Uh, let me get your thoughts on on, on that game last night because I don't want to I don't want to taint anybody's opinion with mine.
2: Uh, it just looked like Pittsburgh came out firing on all cylinders, and then as the game went on, it just I, I don't know if they relaxed, if they tried to play not to lose, or they dropped their load, you know, in the first two periods. But it, it just looked like they started to slow down, and Nashville was like almost like a rope a dope type shit. Okay, there's one, there's two, there's three. All right. You guys ready? Yeah. You know, fly and V and, and you know type of shit. And then came right back on Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh was like, "Oh, okay. Yeah, we t- we took your counterpunch. Good job tying it up. Now go sit down." That's basically how Game 1 went. But having to your boy and goal,
1: man. You gave up 5. Pekka well,
2: is no longer a wall, I'll tell you what. That
0: motherfucker is a holy wall. He didn't give up five. He gave up three. Two of them were empty nutters.
1: Ah, see. Glad someone watched. No, he gave up four.
2: Didn't they score two empty nutters? No, they scored the fifth one as an empty nutter.
0: Okay. Well, uh, full disclosure, uh, I was on the road for for most of the game. So I was trying to listen to the game and then get to a destination and then get back in the car and I'm like, what the fuck happened? It was one nothing. Now it's three nothing. Then I get out the car and I get back in the car and I'm like, now it's two three. Now it's tied. So I, I didn't I didn't catch everything and because we had such an early start today, I fucking didn't even try to like rewatch the entire game or anything. Um my opinion is Pittsburgh played like shit and still won that game. I that's that's
1: Yeah, especially if they were up th- at some point they were up 3 nothing. see, but that's just it. it.
2: They didn't really play like shit. They just it came out firing on all cylinders. They weren't scared of Nashville at all. It it almost came to the point of why are they here against us? Do they not know who we are? And proceeded to show how big their dick
0: was. Crosby and didn't they, even have a shot on net for what? First 30 minutes or so?
2: See, that's what I'm telling you. It wasn't all about it. It wasn't a Crosby show. It wasn't like a LeBron James against the world type shit. This was Pittsburgh coming out, firing on all cylinders. It didn't matter who came, who scored, who got the point. Did not matter. They were ready to play and prove a point that Nashville did not deserve to be in the finals against them. And they were proving that point steady through a period and a half.
0: Well, I was lucky enough to watch the CBC feed. Um, for the for the empty net goal and the post game wrap up and I gotta say this listening to it on the radio and then trying to catch it on TV when I was away from the car is one thing but when I watched the the wrap up coverage I turned and I looked at my friend who I was with last night and I said I hate to fucking say this Pittsburgh it <laughs> When Pittsburgh when pittsburgh puts when Pittsburgh plays well, they play a a good brand of hockey and I hate to say that because I do not it's not the team I, everybody knows that I have nothing against the penguins personally and Crosby i've said it a million times is a very talented player if he had half the guts if he if he had half the guts. As he does the ability to whine, I wouldn't have a problem with him. As big of a problem with him, like I said, my problem would be he's not on my team. He'd be a Chris Chelios type guy. Like you love to hate him, but when he's on your team, you love him. But I mean, dude, it's just. It, it, uh, I. They had fly They had flashes of playing good, but I'm. <coughs> excuse me. I'm talking about their defense. Watching them on defense, watching them in their own defensive zone with Nashville moving the puck around. Because Nashville has defensemen who can move pucks better than probably any team they've seen in the playoffs so far. And Nashville was moving the puck around, trying to get the, the you know good shots, trying to set up good shots. Pittsburgh's defense was just shutting it down, man. I mean, it, watching them play, it was... It was. It, it, they were in control, and they were. I, I can't explain it. I, it's one of those things I can't explain, but I could point out to you if, if the highlight was in front of me. They're in their own defensive zone. Nashville dumps it in. Pittsburgh has three guys sitting out there by the by the face off circles. One guy chasing the puck, and another guy trying to get it. You know, trying to, He's he's over by the boards for a breakout pass. And it wasn't a scramble. We got to get the puck. Oh shit! Mentality. It was calm, cool, collected. That's how you got to play. And I mean, I don't know. I, I I can't remember if we picked winners, but I think I did say I, Pittsburgh's going to win this series. even though I want. I I, I would rather Nashville win it, but I, I I still have to stand by that after Game One. As... is 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 leaky of the fucking sieve as Pittsburgh turned into to give up those three goals. Never once was I comfortable when that game was tied, thinking Nashville's going to come back and win this. I literally was watching that game like, how is Pittsburgh going to pull this out? And they did. Now,
2: see, I watched it going, damn, they got dominated. Nashville only had maybe a total of a period, maybe. Maybe. Out of three, it was the last half of the second period and the first half of the
0: third period. After that, it was all Pittsburgh. I see. I don't know. I, from what, like I said, listening on the radio is one thing, watching it and seeing it's another thing. It's like I've explained to people who are, say they're not into hockey. I say go watch hockey. You don't have to go to a Red Wings game. Go to a Plymouth Whalers game. Go to go to but just go watch hockey live in front of you. And they go do it, and they come back, and they're like, oh, shit, it's fucking, it's great, blah, 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 it's exciting. And I'm like, Here, you get it now. Now you understand it. Now take what you've learned from watching it live and apply it to watching it on TV, you understand where I'm at with hockey. To me, Pittsburgh, we're not playing up to their potential. And that scares me, because if that was Pittsburgh having a meh day. You're
1: fucking done, son.
0: That's what I'm saying. Thanks for coming out. That's what I'm saying. You and what makes it done, son. and what makes it worse is two days ago, the Hockey News releases an article by Ken Campbell, and I sent it to you guys, and I and and I asked you guys to read the whole thing. I'm going to do my best to, to keep it short as far as this article, but the article really needs to be read in its entire in its entirety to to, to understand why I'm as pissed as I am about this article. Article's headline is, Penguins expect Crosby abuse to continue, but they're growing tired of it. All right, once again, you can look it up online. It's the Hockey News, Ken Campbell, 28th of May, he wrote this. So article goes, chances are Crosby will have to put up with a few muggings in the Stanley Cup finals, and that's because the NHL is perfectly willing to allow them to happen to star players. Trust us when we say this. Pittsburgh Penguins, from high-profile owner and former superstar Mario Lemieux on down, have pleaded with the NHL to do something to protect star players. Not just their own star players, but all star players. First thing I'm going to reject, I call bullshit on that.
1: I don't know what the fuck you just said, little kid. I
0: okay. call bullshit on that. Yeah. It,
1: Didn't he take off the tip of a guy's finger and no one said anything?
0: Yeah, and speared a guy in the nuts like the week before that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Pittsburgh don't give a fuck about any other team's star players but their own. They can fucking try to paint it any way they want. This is them trying to bitch that star players need to be protected. But all they really care about is their star players. Mm-hmm. Okay, so going on, says, and the response from the league has pretty much been const- constant. So that development, combined with the fact that Sidney Crosby has received more abuse in these playoffs than ever, and that's saying something. You can go to the bank betting on the Penguins to beef up the brawn at the expense of skill and their brains this summer. <clears throat> it's actually been disheartening to see how much abuse Crosby has had to endure in his playoff. Lots of people have a nice little chuckle when Mike Hoffman of the Ottawa Senators sprayed Crosby with water from the bench, a move that made the NHL look like a beer league. No penalty, no fine, no recriminations to a player who embarrassed himself and his league. Okay, wait a minute. Crosby gets sprayed with water from a Gatorade bottle from a player on the bench. Yet yeah, it is Bush League. Crosby took the tip of someone's finger off and speared someone in the nuts right before the playoffs started. That's not beer league. I know, right? Really? He's, okay, so he. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, listen, we
1: talk about all the time, Holly. This guy gets special treatment all the time from the refs, and they're gonna write an art. Like, is this is this be, this person just being willfully an idiot? Like, are they just writing? Are they? Is this just to? Is this Stephen A. Smith tactic? Are we just trying to get eyeballs on this? Like, in what world is this guy living
0: in? Well, this is what it boils down to. He goes, the Penguins will finally fight back, and the NHL will be lesser for it. All right, and then the Penguins GM had this to say. I hear year after year how the the league and everyone loves how the Penguins play. They play pure hockey, and they skate. Well, now it's going to have to change, and I feel bad about it, but it's the only way we can do it. We're going to have to get one or two guys, and some of these games that should be just good hockey games will turn into a shit show. We'll go right back to where we were in the 70s, and it's really a shame. Somewhere along the line, the NHL became comfortable with the notion that star players, the ones with more natural skill, more drive, and more of a willingness to sacrifice, could be neutralized by inferior players who stepped outside the confines of the NHL rulebook. It's become a part of hockey culture, and it's basically become an accepted principle. The NHL is pretty much alone in this approach, and almost seems to wear it as a badge of honor. Quote from Rutherford, I've watched it ever since I got here, almost every game. He gets this, he, Crosby, gets this on a regular basis. Some of this stuff that goes on on a regular basis, it's really disgusting. Okay, here's my point. 20 years ago, when Bettman put the rules in to start to fucking take away the ability for players to defend each other and police themselves, all us old-time hockey fans said, this is exactly what's going to happen. A generation of players raised watching that style of hockey and indoctrinated in these rules now are doing exactly what they said they were going to do. When you take the ability for players to police each other and police themselves out of the game, you get cheap shots, dirty hits, and bullshit plays. Now you have a GM who's sitting here who wants to bitch and complain about these cheap shots and these bullshit and and dirty tactics, but he doesn't want to fucking throw a goddamn guy who can go out there and strike fear into the hearts of other players by going, touch our star players, and you answer to me. Here's where it gets interesting. That same GM pointed out, Wayne Gretzky didn't have to deal with that kind of abuse, but Wayne Gretzky also had Dave Semenko watching over him and Marty McSorley.
2: Yeah, it's like Eisman didn't have to deal with that abuse, but he also had
0: Joey Kocher and Bob Probert
2: exactly. and Darren McCarty.
0: Exactly. All right. And he's trying to fucking, to frame this as he cares so much about the entire league and their star players because he goes, well, Connor McDavid and Jack Eichel and Austin Matthews and all these up-and-coming players, they better get used to getting beat on because the league allows that to happen. No. The league has has taken away the game's built-in checks and balances to make sure that doesn't happen. And I guarantee you this asshole who goes, well, we don't want to have to put guys on the bench who can fucking... Handle shit and throw down in case one of our guys gets attacked. I guarantee you he was all for it. You whined and you cried. Mario Lemieux, as great of a player as he was, was a fucking crybaby bitch about clutching and grabbing and interference. The major reason we have all the fucking changes in the air interference calls we have is guys like Mario Lemieux. And basically Mario Lemieux spearheading that fucking the drive to get the rules changed because it's not fair it slows down us higher-skilled players. What are we supposed to do? Oh, I don't know. How about this? Uh, improvise. Overcome. Adapt to the game. Why does the game have to change to fit your style of play? What? When the fuck did sports become, we changed the rules to favor the people who are star players? Oh, that's right. In the NBA. Because the NBA has a set of rules for its star players, and they have a set of rules for everybody else in the fucking league. It's so what we call a callback, everybody. Read it. Oh, lay
1: back around.
0: <laughs> All right. And what I what have I fucking said? Earl has known me for 20-plus years. Chris, you're not that far behind. Any time anytime the, the, the subject of Bettman and the rule changes in hockey have come up, I have said consistently for that entire time, Batman wants to turn the NHL to the NBA on ice. And he's now you have general managers without shame going and giving interviews saying, we need sets a set of rules for our star players and then another set of rules for everybody else because we need to protect our star players like the NBA does. Are you kidding me? And here's the best part of it. Here's the best part of it. Brian Trotter, Clark Giles, Marty McSurley, and Paul Coffey were all at a sportsman dinner. And they got asked about everything that is being talked about with Crosby and the, the, all the shit going on. Okay. Hold on a second. I want to make sure I get this right. Uh, Trotter and Giles both won four Stanley Cups with the Islanders before handing the hockey's keys to Edmonton also relished the skill of today's games. The lads who combined to win 17 Stanley Cups rings all agreed the game's, today's star players can best showcase their talents when unfettered by the game's rats. Okay, all you guys had enforcers to make sure the shit didn't happen to you. In fact, one of those four guys, Marty McSorley, was a heavyweight contender in the NHL for fucking baddest man for quite a few years. And even McSorley comes out and says, hey... In my days, that guy would have been taken out. Talking about Phil Kessler. He's like, I like him, don't get me wrong, but you can't have a guy doing what he did to Connor McDavid the whole series. Nobody did that to Joel Newendike or Al McKinnis or Wayne Gretzky. Why? Because he was fucking out there. McSorley puts it this way If your battleship is in the port, everyone else can feel safe and do their thing. And then he goes on to say I wouldn't I wouldn't know how to do my job in today's game. Basically saying there's no place for him in today's game Yet the only way to fix the game is to have guys like him in today's game. What the hell is wrong with you people? I, I, You're at a loss for words.
1: That's how angry well, you are. I mean, it,
2: happens, it, it happens in every sport, just like in baseball. You oh. you can't intentionally walk Barry Bonds anymore. That The intentional walk has its place. You take that out, what do you get? You get Bryce Harper hit by a fucking pitch and charging the mound, and now he's suspended. So he so,
1: said so sometimes you got to... I was telling Rich, man, his what he said sounds like such young guy talk. Like sometimes you gotta go out and take care of yourself. For whatever the fuck he said, I'm like shut the fuck up.
2: But that's the same thing with this issue. You take people like Marty McSorley, Probert, and them out of the game. What do you get? You you, you know, you, you get Crosby cutting people's fingers off, racking people, and then bitching
0: when he gets hit. And here's here is the ultimate irony in this situation that the NHL just okay let me explain what's ironic and then I'll explain what the NHL refuses to do which could fix everything okay McSorley and and this is an article from the Calgary Herald McSorley's talking about I see guys taking liberty with Crosby and they don't have to pay for that which to me is the part that's missing from the game right now excuse me that was Clark Giles that said that or um yeah Clark Giles that said that okay Back then, if someone messed with with trots, within five seconds, they'd have to deal with me. If someone starts a fight now, he gets an extra two minutes, and you can't take penalties in the playoffs. In my mind, I still think you have to pay a price for giving a star a cheap shot. And it seems to be happening more and more. The instigator rule. Whoever starts the fight gets the five minutes plus two extra minutes, which gives the other team a power play. Take out the instigator rule. Let the players police themselves. Problem Fucking solved. Mm -hmm. But Bettman, he won't fucking admit he was wrong. He won't admit 20 years of trying to dismantle the fucking core of how this sport has worked for over 100 years isn't working. So he won't go back to what did work. Because, by the way, just so everybody fucking knows, highest scoring era in the NHL is when you had enforcers, skating on the ice next to the star players going, I wish you would, motherfucker. Please. Don't even think about it. Give me a
1: reason. Give me a reason. I've been a fight in like two days.
0: Right? And the NHL and, and these GMs like, like Rutherford for fucking Pittsburgh want a bitch, well, then it's going to cost me skill players to put guys like that on the bench. You, you know what you do, dipshit? You go out and you find guys like a Bob Probert who was a fucking all-star, who had fucking 20-plus goals and almost 400 penalty minutes in the same season. You go find guys like a Rick Tockett, a Brendan Shanahan. You encourage the development of those type of players. You don't just go out and draft a bunch of fucking five foot eleven guys who are speedy as fuck but weigh 180 pounds, and their ass looks like a skippy jar by the time they get to want their first fucking NHL game because they've been fucked in it so much. Damn. All right, get the fuck out of my face with this shit. Go get some big motherfuckers that can play. They're out there. There's a whole. Are you telling me that for a hundred years in the NHL, I won't even do. I won't even. I won't even do that. You're going to tell me from the '80s <clears throat> to the end of the '90s when power forwards like Mark Messier and And, you know, Lindros, you know, before all the concussions and injuries and shit, that you can't find guys like that no more? That guys like that aren't playing hockey in Canada? That guys like that aren't playing hockey in North America? Jesus Christ, you now have a whole generation of European-born players Who've watched guys like Zedno Chara and fucking remember Konstantinov, and even they've added fucking grit to their game. They're willing to go out there and fucking get nasty in the corners and smash motherfuckers into the fucking boards. And you're t- you're telling me that you that that you can't find someone who can take over a fourth line roster spot of a guy who can't get twenty goals in a fucking season, and he's in, but he's in running for the Lady Fucking Bang Trophy, which means. He's the biggest pussy in the fucking league. The most gentlemanly sportsman. Most sportsman and gentlemanly-like player in the NHL for the season. Are you kidding me? It's fucking ridiculous. And I don't understand why facts don't phase these people. 95 Red Wings go up against the 95 Devils. Devils rock their fucking world. Scott Stevens laid out fucking Slava Fetisov. Claude Lemieux. I mean, just... That team, it, it team fucking physically dominated the Red Wings. Red Wings, what do they do? What do they do? They answer back to teams like that in Colorado by going out and getting Joey Kosher and putting him on the same line with Chris Draper and Kurt Maltby and calling it the grind line. And then Kosher's old ass is like, hey, guys, uh, I'm collecting Social Security. I can't play hockey anymore. So they put McCarty in there on the grind line. And what do they do? Oh, I don't know. They win four cups in fucking what, how many years? Uh, Twelve? Yeah. By the way, who is the common thread who wasn't named Lindstrom for that entire fucking, for all four of those Cups? Darren McCarty. Darren McCarty, who, Uh, d- d- did we forget the-, the game that he turtled Mario Lemieux, also won the game with the overtime goal, who scored the Stanley Cup clinching goal on a move that would have put on fucking... On one lake. Uh, th- 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 Against Philly that that made Steve Iserman, when, when they wanted to talk to Steve Eiserman after the game first in the press conference, he said, hold on a sec, let me give you Bobby Orr and brought out fucking Darren McCarty and sat him down. He said, that's a move that made Gretzky jealous. All you got to do is find guys who have talent and are tough, all right, and take away the fucking instigator rule and all this shit. Oh, it ain't going to stop automatically, but once guys start getting their noses reset in the locker room, Their teeth knocked out and their jaws rewired. They're not going to be so quick to spear guys in the nuts and try to take off tips and fingers, guys, with fucking sticks. Guarantee you that. They're not going to run goalies in front of your, smack dab in the middle of your defensive defensive pair on the ice, and those defensemen skate off and be like, "Well, I can't touch them." They ain't going to run your goalie because they know if they do, they're going to have to answer for it. I mean, it's,
2: oh my God, this. No, you're, you're absolutely right, Rich. Back in the day, as the old guard, as we've talked about many times on the show, it used to be a fear factor. I'm not going to touch this guy. And if I do, it's because I was ordered to and fuck you for making me do this, because here they come. It wasn't a matter if, it was a matter of when. You're going to turn around and somebody's going to be smiling with their gloves dropped and you know you're fucked.
0: Well, there's a problem right now in the NHL, and that is there's a false narrative going around that there is, in the minor leagues of hockey, just all these goons who, the minute they picked up, the, the minute they first laced their fucking skates when they were a little kid and picked up a stick, wanted to make it to the NHL by being goons. Let me tell you something. There's two documentaries out about NHL tough guys slash goons, if you want to call them that. And they all say the same thing. They all wanted to grow up to be Gordie Howe or Wayne Gretzky or Bobby Orr. None of them set out to be fucking Ty Domi. All right? None of them Uh, set out to be. about Proberts to
2: Grimson. We could do this all day.
0: Yeah, none of those guys, all those guys wanted to be superstars who scored the game-winning goal in game 7 of, you know, in double overtime to win the Stanley Cup. They didn't want to go into the league and be known as the tough guys, but that's how they made their living in the league. All right, there's not a whole, there's not a there's not an entire fucking nation of people just waiting to get into the NHL so they can beat up on other people. If you want to beat people for a living, you either box or you go into MMA. Uh, so, the, but the, this is narrative that the NHL and the people who want fighting out of hockey push is that, well, we can, we, it's either all or nothing. They're like drug addicts. One is too many and a million's never enough. Oh, well, we'll have goons back in here, and it's going to lower the quality of play. Really? Really? Fucking really? Make it interesting to watch again. You're telling me that Rick Tockett lowered the the quality of play? Rod Brindamore lowered the quality of play? John LeClaire? Kevin Stevens? Hey, you want to Cam Neely? All those guys, all those power forwards ruined the NHL with their play?
1: Shall we talk about another league that likes to lean on their fundamentals is why you should watch. Starts with W. Ends with the NBA? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's... We've talked... Funda- like, it's, it sucks, but fundamentals aren't fun to watch. Like, yeah, at certain point, like people who are proficient at the top of their game, like your you're once-in-a-lifetime guys, those guys can be fun to watch, but in general, I mean, it's not fun to watch drills for fucking 45 minutes, you know? Yeah, it is.
2: It's called the skills challenge. <laughs> right?
0: In any sport, really. I mean, I don't know. Guys... This is this is this is this is a fact. This is not debatable. This isn't up for argument. And the NHL refuses to acknowledge this. When Wayne Gretzky was at his best, he had guys who protected him. When he was in Edmonton, he had McSorley, he had Semenko, he had Bukaboom, he had even Messier would fucking protect him. He went to L.A. Guess who went with him? Marty McSorley. Sure Marty, Personal yes. bodyguard. Okay. When his ass went to St. Louis in New York and his scoring went down is when he no longer had those guys. Who the fuck did he have on St. Louis? Tony Twist? You mean the healthy scratch most of the time? Because, yeah, I'll admit it. Tony Twist straight-up goon. Tony Twist could not play. Tony Twist was like Stu Grimson. Stu Grimson played an entire season for the Red Wings and never scored a point. Sure did. His job was to go out there and be an enforcer. Now, do I want it to go back to that? No, not really. I would rather have guys who can play and can fucking back their shit up when it comes. Start some sh. I'm gonna bring it with the it and I'm gonna end it. I still I'd see rather people have this, that
1: to this day with his jersey though around here. That's fucked up. He made that much of an impression in the little time he was here. He with the grim fucking reaper, dude. I know. I know. what i know. <laughs> what he's the
2: guy I'm talking about, man. But he didn't you, you have fuck like with somebody. He's coming. I'm
1: just saying. It's not have... a
2: matter of if; it's a matter of when. He's going saying... to be smiling, gloves dropped, and he, it's
1: all over. I'm just saying he didn't have like an extended tenure here. Is what I'm saying.
0: No, he was. Yeah, he was a journey. He was a journeyman, tough guy. Yeah. And it's that's see that's the other thing. When you're talking about strictly players who are on the ice as enforcers. Those guys' careers, even at the height of the Enforcer days, didn't last long. Troy Crowder's career didn't last long. Okay? Uh, uh, Scott Parker's career didn't last long. You had to have some sort of fucking ability besides being able to beat the shit out of somebody. Or else your career was going to be very short. I would say the person who comes closest to breaking that rule is Ty Domey. Ty Domi was not a highly skilled player as far as his offensive and defensive skills. But he obviously brought something to the team besides be able the ability to beat the shit out of guys he shouldn't have been able, even able to make contact with with his short ass. I mean, he's out there taking on guys that are 6'6", and he's all of, what, 5'9"? And he's, and he's winning? He's just a freak of fucking nature in that aspect. But you know what? He had to bring something. He was an assistant captain at one point. He had to bring some sort of leadership, some sort of... I'm going to go out here and throw this body and And if I'm out there giving everything I got, then what's your fucking excuse? He had to be a source of motivation or something. I mean, but if you look at the guys who were the tough guys who had the longer careers, they could play also. Your McSorley's, your Bookaboom, your Proberts, your McCarty's. I mean, it... <sighs> I just... I, I, I cannot... This is... The, the bottom line is, I cannot believe... That a GM actually came out and said we need a separate set of rules for our fucking star players Uh, is basically calling for favoritism in the league, and people are fucking standing up and giving them a standing ovation for it. No, you don't need more rules. You need to go back to the rules that used to work. Stupid. You can't regulate the game to be civilized. It doesn't work that way. There's a reason. Civilized game. There's a reason the game evolved to the point where you had guys and you allowed guys to fight. There's a reason that
2: happened. Could you imagine if they did this back in medieval time? You know, taking the joust and trying to regulate that? Yeah. Um, What we
0: need to do is the joust is too uncivilized, and we don't want guys who can take a fucking... Spear to the fucking chest and stay on their horse. What we need is guys who can, you know, ride bareback at a full gallop and, you know, get the fuck out of here.
2: No. This is my favorite knight of all time. He is the best guy I've ever had at my castle. He deserves to have a pillow put in front of his chest because I don't want him hurt. Win, lose, or draw, I can't have him hurt. He needs a pillow. The fuck?
0: A pillow? I just I I, I, I just, I I can't believe it, man. I mean, I've been saying it for over 20 years, and I've been laughed at, scoffed at, yelled at online, in, in social media, when I would call in to, to fucking sports talk shows, and I'd say, you don't want this shit happening? You don't want these cheap shots? Go back to the way it was in the 80s. Oh, you don't know what you're talking about? 80s was shit hockey? Really? 80s was the golden age of fucking hockey. Yeah. If you want to talk about scoring and excitement and the players that were on the ice, I mean, you had every, the 80s, you had everything. You would go to a game, it would be a six to five game, and if someone took a cheap shot, you would see a fucking person get their clock cleaned for it. What more could you want from a fucking sport? The job is ultimately entertainment. If you put a boring product out there, people aren't going to watch it and then when you remove the ability for players to make sure the sport doesn't turn dirty and it's now it's dirty and boring you can't bitch about well we got low viewership that's your own fucking fault not to mention you're not anywhere in the national listing to be seen i uh that dude that article i mean i I made some comments on it and it's amazing. Most, most people agreed with the comments I made, which are comments I made on the show today. And the people who didn't agree with my comments, they didn't attack the point I made. They just fucking did, did, did some, you know, some, some creeping on my Facebook profile said, Oh, you're a Red Wings fan, so you're a faggot. You can shut the fuck up. Of course you don't like Crosby and the Penguins. Really? At what point am I talking? I'm, I'm advocating for Crosby to have protection out there. I'm advocating for your guy... To be able to get away with the shit he gets away with because he's got someone who's got his fucking back. And for people to take, hey, you take this shot at Crosby, you're going to answer to fucking this big hulking motherfucker over here. You really want that? So how am I shitting on your fucking golden boy? I'm not. But that's how knee-jerk people are. That's how brainwashed people are by this Bettman fucking administration for the last 24 years in the NHL.
1: Nicole Simpson can't rap. I want justice.
0: (laughs) 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 Oh, God. I just... Look, man. This is the bottom line. I I don't wish death on Gary Bettman, but I wish a serious illness to where he has to step down. Nothing life-threatening. Just to where he can't be commissioner anymore. But you know what? Here's the bitch of it. As bad as he's been, the next one's going to be worse, man. Because he's got these fucking... He's got these owners... Of these teams. It'd be Don Cherry. Oh, God, if it was Don Cherry. If Grapes was commissioner, oh, my God. Dude, NHL would be number one within two seasons.
1: Gary Bettman has been in, fuck it, 24 years.
0: Yeah. Mister, I knew nothing about hockey before I was fucking given this position. I come from basketball.
1: He's 64. He's got to be retiring soon, right?
0: We can only hope. But my concern is we're going to get Bettman out and we're going to get the NHL's version of fucking Goodell, who's going to not only continue the policies Bettman has fucking put into motion, but double down on them. And you're going to have people on these fucking teams who stand up and applaud that. The owners of these teams, the GMs of these teams, because they bought into this bullshit that, oh, if only everything was exactly like Bettman said, the brand of hockey that he once played would be just, it would be the biggest sport in the world. You've had twenty four years, man, a whole generation of players have come up watching your product, your rules that you've pushed and implemented, enforced and on this sport. and this is the outcome of it. And now you want to turn around and 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 point the finger at so-called goons who've been driven out of the game that this is their fault. This
2: goes along the the same line as participation trophies, Rich. Everybody's special. Everybody deserves an award. That's all this is. That that goes in the same in the same line. Protect the the, the people. Don't let them be goons. Don't let them have
0: goons. If you fight, there's an ex, extra penalty. You know that's something. Bryce Harper might not be able to throw a helmet straight or fucking land a punch, but I'll give him this. He actually spoke to a bunch of little leaguers a couple days ago. This is this is the story that gets buried in him getting plunked. And then in ru- charge in the mound, which is sad because this is a this is a story that I think needed to be on the front page of every sports page and every fucking every 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 newspaper in the country. He went to Little Leaguers and said, I'm paraphrasing a whole lot, basically said, fuck participation trophies. It's first place or you lost. Bottom line. Ricky Bobby, either your first or your last. You know, and for whatever reason you have a segment of society that hears that and goes, "Oh my god. But my special little child. What if they don't win? Then they learn a valuable life lesson. You don't always win. Losing used to be the best teacher anybody could fucking have ever. And and we're trying to take that out of the fucking equation. Why? What are you te- what are you teaching people? What lessons are being learned by having Banality and mediocrity rule the fucking day.
2: It's okay to be mediocre. Doesn't mean you're less of a person. Don't kill yourself.
1: Everyone will be getting a trophy at the NHL awards. Soon. I uh, everybody's the MVP of the league in basketball. You're all my MVPs.
0: I don't mean I don't mean to, I don't mean to sound like Iceman and 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 a, a cross between Iceman and Chicken Little and say the sky is falling. Or, you know, what, what the I'm, fuck? <laughs> When it comes to the NHL, because you're always proclaiming the death of something, of some sport. And I don't mean to sound like that, but I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't see this getting any fucking better. And I'm a, as much as I want Batman out, I'm afraid of what's next. Because there's always worse, always worse waiting to come down the line. And I cannot see the, the NHL reversing itself on this. Especially with all this concussion talking and bullshit, and here's what I don't understand. Why is Batman never taken the task for claiming that fighting causes CTE, but guys skating full speed into each other, smashing each other into boards, throwing hip checks and open ice to where they're landing on the back, front, side, top of their heads doesn't cause CTE, but fighting does? I know, right? How is he given up? How is he allowed to have a pass by saying that nonsense? Seriously. But he is. I just. Oh, you know, I will say this. Certain watching the playoffs this year, certain referee teams that are working the game, swallow their whistles and let the players play. And then there's other fucking groups of refs who case in point that first game between Montreal and New York Rangers. There should never be a five-on-three in playoff hockey short of someone trying to kill somebody. And there was two of them in that fucking game, all right? Last night, there was a five-on-three because there was a bullshit ghost call. They, did, they called him. They called, they called Nashville for a penalty that didn't happen. And then one of the Nashville players was so pissed off about it, he committed a blatant cross-check right in front of a ref and got called. So Pittsburgh had a full two minutes five on three. Now people are going, well, if he hadn't fucking gotten pissed and cross-checked the guy, then it wouldn't have been a five on three. If they hadn't made a bullshit call on a penalty that never happened, it wouldn't have been a power play in the first place. How about that? Why aren't we talking about that? How about that? Why are we not talking about the incompetence of of the refs in that situation? Why are we blaming the people who are the victims? Oh, I'm sorry. Was that dress too low cut? Was the cunt asking for it? Because that's basically what we're doing here. We're looking at a player who got a penalty called on him, who did goddamn nothing, and going, it's all your fault. Shouldn't have worn that dress.
1: <laughs> shouldn't it.
0: have been wearing <laughs> that Shouldn't have something to give me a penalty about. Should be carrying, uh,
1: shouldn't be carrying that hockey stick. Uh, is, uh, I, I don't know. By the way, that picture I sent you guys, uh, when you type in Gary Bettman on Google, that's what comes up in his little blurb on the side. That is the biggest picture <laughs> that comes up. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking... Great. He's got like one eye closed. He looks like an idiot.
0: <laughs> I'm surprised the fire Batman site didn't come up. He probably scrubbed the internet of that. Oh right. uh, Well, anyways.
1: I'm, I'm pulling for Nashville.
0: I, like I the mean, underdog. I'm pulling. Unfortunately,
2: I'm pull- I still got Pittsburgh as my winner.
0: I like, got my damn bracket. I have said this so far quite a lot this playoff season. And it seems like when I say it, it happens. So I am gonna go ahead and say, I want Nashville to win, but I think Pittsburgh's gonna win because I said that about. Hey, you know, I want I want the Rangers to win, but I think Montreal's gonna take them out. What happened, you know? Oh, you are. I want to. Ca- I want the voodoo caps, on it. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like like, like you know, a booger to booger to booger to or some shit. I don't know. I because I. Hey, it might take fucking somebody with a voodoo doll in Nashville. They might have to go down to Louisiana and borrow one and a couple fucking bobby pins or something. Because, I, I, dude, I understand where you're coming from when you say that that, that Pittsburgh looks like a well-oiled machine. But a well-oiled machine does not give up three goals in one period. No, I I
2: said they looked like they were firing on all cylinders. And then it looked like they did the, the classic, okay, we're three goals ahead. Let's hang back and, and defend this lead. And the, the Nashville Predators were like, oh, no. And here they came.
0: Well, Don Cherry said it last night, and I agree with him. He goes, I've been, I've, he goes, I've been on teams, and I've coached teams that are down 3 nothing, and, I'll, and whether or not guys want to admit it, when it gets to that, to that type of situation, guys start thinking game's over with. Well, also a byproduct of thinking the game's over with is you now have nothing to lose because in your mind you've already lost. So now you go out there and you pull out all the stops because what have you got to lose? There's no point in playing conservatively. They have the lead. And Pittsburgh, what I'm getting at when I say Pittsburgh has that killer instinct. Pittsburgh when they when they scored that third goal should have should have fucking downshifted to second gear and floored it. And ran over fucking Nashville because Nashville was ripe for it at that point. Instead, they started playing to not lose. And when you play not to lose, what do you end up losing? In a tie, and and exactly. And then Pittsburgh was like, "Oh shit!" and cranked it back up another notch. Got that fourth goal, and then got the empty netter, which I apparently I was completely wrong. I swore they scored two empty net goals, but so I get for not watching the game. And actually, have any life at times. Once again, donate to Christopher Media, and yeah, if we're getting paid, I'll sit and watch. I'll sit and watch every WNBA game I can find and talk about it every day. I'll do this show every goddamn yeah, day see, if I'm we get a paycheck. Yeah,
1: we get paid, and I'll do this shit every day. That's the dream. Oh, wait, we're not good. getting paid. Oh fuck that. <laughs> I, yeah,
0: but he just, it, he just hangs up. But if we're getting paid, I'll talk about them big tall lesbians in the WNBA all day long. I'll do this shit. <laughs> we'll lead with the women's tournament. <laughs> Yeah, I'll I'll sell out like ESPN real quick.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, is that it? Yeah, I'm sorry. Blown our sports squad for the week.
0: Uh, And we, we, oh, God, we we didn't even, there's so much left on the table, but Jesus Christ, man, this is the problem with doing just a once a week show. Like, I, I... in a, in an alternate universe it'd be nice to, to do two shows because we could be a little bit more on top of the topics as far as real time but it's just it's not feasible yeah <laughs> not at, not at this point hope springs eternal we'll just leave it at that you know maybe right? one day yeah just
1: an anonymous donor drop us a big you know six figures you know maybe seven Put people on some salaries, you know?
0: (laughs) Hey, how about this? I'm going to say is this. Stu Grimson, Ty Domi, Tony Twist, Kelly Chase, Chris Parker, Chris Simon. I defend you guys all the time, right? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I know you guys made a little bit of coin. You know, you guys are Canadian. You guys, you're smart enough to have an investment.
1: We'll give you your own show. You guys can have a hockey show.
0: (laughs) We'll just we'll just have you on and you can just talk about the days of beating the shit out of out of punk ass players like Crosby when they tried to get away with shit. I love it and I guarantee you, everyone outside of the the, the Pittsburgh area will listen. So, <laughs> yeah,
2: hey, I'll jump on that bandwagon as a homer of the Detroit Lions, defend you to the hilt, but I still all up on Belichick's dick. Where's my love?
0: You oh, you didn't get your you didn't S- get your Detroit Lions or Belichick check in the mail?
1: Yeah, in uh-uh, the mail. No check. Not yet? They're working on it. Nada. That's what I heard. Oh, but see, people, so if you want to you, you wanna make this a reality, we do this every day. You go to ChristopherMedia.net you click on the Donate button. You can use PayPal. It's all secure and such. Uh, and, yeah, if you interact with the show, you get to Sporgy at the at, at, at Sporgy Podcast on Twitter. Email Sporgy at ChristopherMedia.net. Uh, at sportg underscore podcast on instagram remember hit us up if you want to be in the fantasy league we're just we're we're recruiting now before you know it's going to be july just have to start forming your teams drafts usually in august i like to wait till the last day of the exhibition season personally all the moves have been made you know who's going to be injured who isn't you know a lot of these guys like to go way there's some drafts that happen like a month before the season starts i'm like wow I like the spirit, guys, but a lot can happen. You know, femurs can break in the preseason. Uh, or what? Or what the fuck happened with uh, what's his nuts, Romo? We break his collarbone in the preseason, and we all know how that. He broke up. everything. <laughs> yeah. He broke his back, actually. Broke his career. That was it. <laughs> Have a good one. Now he's in the booth. But yeah, uh, fifty-one, all done, and uh, yeah. we'll
0: catch you next week for fifty-two. Peace.
2: All right, later, guys. Peace out, y'all. Yeah.